His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, the chocolate's yay, Brasileño. Yeah, to the back of the hat, lean back in the lap, crack the window, hear the soldier sounds and that in the back. Ain't no cat in the hat, just a cat that can rap. This is Brunson, and flush of queens on the map, yeah. So what up, what up, it's your boy, Brock Riley, coming to you live from the spot over there, over there in the cut. This is the world famous, number one rated by at least three people, yes. wrestling podcast in the southern, eastern, United <laughs> States. <laughs> Just then, you know, a 10 mile radius of this house. Perfect, perfect, thanks! Oh, yeah. I mean, anyway. Scuba Steve thinks that he's Uncle Roger. That guy is badass. I love Uncle Roger. Oh, I you love fucked my up. Uncle, but if I can be adopted. It's like, oh, you're making sauce. Why are you so hot? I love it. Ow, fucker. Not to be spicy. And he's like, why don't you like spice? It's like the best ingredient, MSG. Anyway, we're supposed to be be talking about that wrestling. We're cooking it up. We're cooking up the wrestling. That's on. So, man, there's a lot to cover. Yes. And a big thanks to Brock here. We're going to be chopping it up so it's easier to digest for you people so thanks for Brock to the editing genius so we can bring you this high quality H2O program we'll keep going one of those fucking shows and the grump is fool ya the grump is showing her face man she's already had ice cream and everything too what the fuck so, going to, we got a lot of wrestling <laughs> to get into, so take us there, Scuba Steve. Here we go, SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. So, basically, real quick, we start off with the new and improved, super, super improved in my opinion, uh, the ladies of the damage control. There's these underlying uh, comments that make you think there is going to be a turn of some form. Um, there is not, hold on, give me two seconds here. One and two. Thank you. That's what I needed. Um, so basically, uh, there is the challenge for war games, but it's a four on three situation. So the baby faces need to come up with some, uh, a partner. Uh, so basically it starts off damage control is going to kick everybody's ass. Shotzi fakes a little tank thing. Shotzi attacks. Shotzi's outnumbered. Her partners come in, they're outnumbered and they run. Uh, that is our starting segment of the evening. Um, this will lead on to other things, which we will talk about. And by the way, I owe an apology, and I don't like to apologize, um, but I have been very harsh on one Nigel McGinnis and his announcing. Uh, since NAW, I've loved, loved his prior work. I don't know whether to tell him to do something he doesn't want to do or what. But Road Dog Jesse James is our guest commentator. I don't know if Homeboy was high drunk or what but i couldn't understand he wasn't drunk i speak fluent drunk he, he was terrible 
I just got to get that off my chest. So, Nigel, when I say you're the worst oh. fucking announcer, oh. bullshit, you're not. Whoa, 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 cause no, Road Dog was funny as fuck. Dude, are you? He was incoherent. He was so fucking funny. I understood him just fine. He had funny moments, yes, but he sucked. No, okay, so I mean, he all right. So compared to, I mean, if we're comparing him to to who, you know what I mean? Because as a guest commentator, I mean. He was fucking just fine, and he was funny. Hey, he made the fucking last week. It was better. He made it much more funnier and enjoyable the commentary than usual, man. Because them niggas be so fucking stiff and whack. That's why I like the AEW commentary team better than WWE's because you could tell them niggas have a good time <clears throat> while they're doing the show. You know, they laugh all the time and they say funny shit. Like, like as a matter of fact, even at the pay per view, this nigga uh, Taz tells Nigel McGuinness, "You know, I can't understand it. Speak American, bro, or some shit like that." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Samoa Joe's fantastic. But, Nigel, accept my apology. I'm sorry. But, no, you, you've been trashing AEW, Nigel. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, just wait till we get to the pay per view. So, we start off with a bang. We have a three way to determine who is going to be the next number of contenders for the men's tag team champions. Championship, excuse me. We have Three Profits, Pretty Deadly, and the Brawling Brutes. Uh, first of all, uh, can Ford not do the Billy Idol, I'm a bad guy, a lip thing anymore? That's just, it's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. Um, unfortunately, during the match, uh, little uh, issues with the Brawling Brutes, Butch accidentally broke kicks his tag team partner, Holland, which does lead to the Profits winning. Unfortunately, after the match, uh, there's a little pushing and shoving, no no fisticuffs between the brawling brutes. So hopefully, I, I don't want to see them break up. But break them up. Brings, if it brings Dunn back, I'm cool with break them up. I mean, if you want to, uh, also if it means anything, B Fab again, uh, basically is is kind of lurking uh, when they're celebrating after the match. B Fab comes out, says something, her and Bobby go to the back. So not really sure that. that's going. Don't thank you, Brock. Run with the match here. So I, I agree with that, and I would see the match. You know what? And what's funny about it is the match was really good. You know what I mean? Um, and and the 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 X factors, um, fucking uh, damn, bro! I can't think of names right now. Um, let's okay. So Rich Holland, yep, and Dawkins. Oh, so. But you know what I mean? Like both of them have gotten way better. I think Dawkins way more than fucking uh, Holland. But you know, to each his own. I don't think you guys give Holland the credit that he deserves. He is actually. I don't think he, he deserves. We all agree he improved. He's just saying he improved. He's definitely improved, and I. But I think that Dawkins is way more oh, yeah. than fucking Holland is. Um. So. So even with those X factors, the the match was very very you know competitive. It was solid. It you know it had everything that you needed it to be. I am all for breaking up the brawling brutes. It was a shitty fucking like dicks, uh, you know. And and God bless the three of them for getting it over as they did because it was a shitty gimmick. They made it look like they were Dickens characters. It was whack as fuck. But it, it, I mean it, it's it's time to break them up. You know what I mean? And give Petey Dunn his fucking his shot, man, to go. Did you just call go... him PD Dunn? He did. Yeah, well, you know, when you're close to them niggas, you know, you can call him PD. Shut up. You never call him PD, honey? 
<laughs> so you, you know, you don't call them on the phone like we do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, so I'm all for them breaking up and doing something different. As, <clears throat> but I'm not okay with uh, BFAB joining this whatever the the new hurt business is going to be. Uh, I, I definitely would have rather seen. Um, Belair make a heel turn and, and go that way. I think it's time for her on that respect too. JJ, we're thinking of the uh, the three way. It was a very it was a very clean uh, three way match, which in tag team doesn't happen here. So kudos to them. What did you think of the match? I thought it was really good. I think all of them did a great job. Only word is that the the street profits are going to win on Friday. I could see that and maybe shenanigans in some form as far as a crack in the uh, judgment day, maybe, but I think that's what it, I mean, I think that's ultimately what, what it's built to do is for one, get the titles off them and, you know, make the tag division be the tag division. uh, But also to, to make that, that, you know, to even further. sow those seeds of dissension, that's obviously might come to a head come fucking survivor series. Well, it needs to hurry up because we're tired of waiting. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a true story. True story. All right. So then uh, we now get to our Dragon Lee segment. And I, I'm very impressed the fact that they did not bring uh, Cedric Alexander for the eighth time in a row. But they end up bringing in Axiom. Now, I like Axiom. I think he's fantastic. He's in a, If you don't know him, he's an NXT I hate, I hate how everybody calls them superstars, but he's an NXT superstar, if you will. Uh, fast as lightning, and they had a had a good back-and-forth match. He was part of uh, NXT Europe for a long time because he's yeah. from Spain. And he's oh. very good. He's actually he's really he's, fucking tough. He's good. He's very good. Uh, he had a match with Babe. Who was the blonde guy that he was in? It, it was I, a, I, I never remember his name, and you asked me anyway. It's a, it was a two out of three falls match, and oh my god, was it Sounds so really good. good! That that got us uh, think. Uh, that got us actually watching it more. But they, they have to bring in a NXT guy for for Dragon Lee. I just didn't quite uh, I didn't quite get that. Even though again, the match was fantastic. Uh, uh, did you watch the match, Rock? Do you know about Axiom? This is the first time you've seen him. What? No, I saw him uh, when he was beefing with the. With the stupid dude that did the the jumps into the ring and shit. Oh, scripts. Yeah. So yeah, I knew about. Actually, you know, what was funny is I thought that he was another like. Uh, I had actually thought that he was another like um, El Generico that was a you know uh, oh, gotcha. a white dude that was you know just doing the the Mexican bit, but um, hearing that he's from Spain, I knew he was a, he couldn't have been. Uh, uh, there was something about him that just didn't scream Mexican luchador. You know what I'm saying? I will leave that opinion up to you. I I, I agree. But um, I'm with that shit, man. Let's you know these are the these are the they, what what I feel like, and I'm hoping that that's what it is. Is that all the the best things that WWE and WCW did during the Attitude Era? They're kind of just kind of moving those things back into to to wrestling, like the factions. Uh, the the luchadors, you know what I'm saying? It's different types of uh, the Japanese wrestlers, you know, like all these things are coming back to the forefront, and it's it's making for a better product. Uh, I agree, and I, it'll be interesting to see if they keep Axiom up to up the uh, 
Because that's they're trying to get. If, if we're talking about WWE, it's because they're trying to catch up with AEW in that respect. Because AEW has completely uh, gotten the the Mexican wrestling, the, the Japanese stuff down pat. I'm not happy with WWE. Oh yeah. All right. So during this whole uh, evening, um, and this is something I will I will pat myself on the back. I said from the start that anytime the babyface women were trying to find a partner, Damage Show would fuck them up. So I like that. I thought that was pretty damn cool. Um, so of course, they get to a point where they tell Charlotte they don't have anybody. She has to make that call. Charlotte is not lacobly thrilled, and unless you uh, live under a rock or just totally stupid. You you had to guess who this was, but we'll get Easily. to it in a minute. It, it had it was only one of two people, and the other one was a long shot. Yeah, so I think we all had a general. You were thinking, Sasha. Yeah, you said it yourself. What are you talking about, JJ? You said Sasha Banks too. So you're both on the same wavelength. Uh, X Bar comes out. I'm only going to mention. Oh, but but before we before we move on to that, you know, just, just briefly, is that. Am I the only one who thinks that Mi Chin would have been a better fucking uh, person to be on this group than fucking Shotzi? Oh, oh for real. And, and that's the shit. When we were talking about it uh, the last episode about who could have even fucking joined the team <clears throat> on SmackDown, we didn't even think of Mi Chin. And now that, now that I think about her, she was a way better choice than fucking Shotzi. Yeah. I'm going to let something out of the bag there. Uh, I'll, I'll jump on it now. I think Shotzi's there to take the loss. We'll talk more about it later. But I think that's the only reason she's on that team. Anyway, continue your point there, Mark. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's ultimately what the point was, is that fuck Shotzi. I mean, Mi Chin would have been a better... It, it just fits the fucking script so much better than... than uh... It's sad that Mi Chin wasn't even on the radar. We didn't even think about her. Exactly. Exactly. That's sad. That is sad on our part. That's not our fault. That's, That's not our fault. That's WWE's fault. Uh, we need to be smarter. But anyway, Escobar explains why he turned on Ray, and he did the best thing right now you could do as a heel. He said basically that Dominic's right. He's a deadbeat. He uses people. He's pissed off because he feels that <clears throat> he got his U.S. Uh, title taken away from him because of uh, Ray. Blah, 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 blah. I could care less about this whole segment, except then Wild and uh, what's the name come out from, I guess they're the LW. I don't know who to call the LW, but anyway, they come out to their old boss, if you will. They were, they were a faction in NXT when they first came up, and he punks them both. Just, yeah, one on two. Don't care. Beat your ass. Can they do something with these two motherfuckers, for God's sake? Could you, I mean, could you make these two dudes look any weaker? No. Yes. I could go out there. You, have, bro. you know what I mean? Like, it's so you might as well have fucking Selena Vega come and beat their ass too. I think she can. The bad thing is, I like them in the tag team. They were fantastic. The and whole, but the whole shit feels like really contrived and fucking stupid. I, I I'm not going to disagree. Hopefully, but you, again, they they've done some good storylines that may have at one point made us scratch our heads. So hopefully, it continues. All right, so we're gonna have Cameron Grimes sighting. But only just to take the loss against Waller. Of course, Theory distracts. Fuck him. And Waller takes the win. Waller's got to take the win, in my opinion. They actually had a decent match. They did give um, 
brought him some uh, some offense. But overall, at the end of the day, thanks to some uh, shenanigans, he loses. Uh, JJ, what do you think? Oh, hey, okay. Before, before you know, she says anything. I gotta give my since there's not TNA right now, right? Oh, you're watching. I'm, I'm watching. No, I'm not. I probably not because I'm watching the Royal Rumble right now. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm watching NXT. And I'm looking at uh, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Jay Uso, Dustin Rhodes, Jack Swagger, CM Punk, Dustin Rhodes, and Kofi Kingston. Wow. Right? Man. Were you watching it? Oh, never mind. I'll stick with NXT. Oh, and Jack Swagger, a.k.a. Jake Hagar. Well, at least I say it the opposite. So at least you said the opposite, too. <laughs> I don't feel so bad. JJ, yeah, what do you think? You call him Jake Hagar. You call him Jack Hagar, and it's Jake Hagar. We're bros. We're bros. Who do you think? Everybody thinks that Chris Jericho gave him that blue hat. No, 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 no. That was one of the hats I used to wear back in the day. So we're tight. Is that why the double S is on there? Got that right, baby. Uh, All right, so uh, Double J, what about that, Waller Grimes, what'd you think? Was it to the moon? Boo! Yep, that's uh, that's yeah. Brock, do you want to expand on that boo? I don't understand. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I hate shitting on like new people and stuff without giving them a chance and stuff like that. But I, I you know what I'm saying? This Grimes cat doesn't have it for me, man. They even giving him the ball to run with, dude. Fuck. Well, I mean, at least till right now, he hasn't, you know, that, that's the shit, you know what I'm saying? You got to fucking make your own ball and, and run with it, bro, and he's not. I wouldn't give them shit. If you're telling me that I'm going to constantly be somebody's bitch and lose, fuck you. I'm not doing shit. You got to do it, man. You know what I'm saying? And every great wrestler will tell you the same shit. You know what I mean? Look at Kurt Angle and how many fucking goofy-ass things that he did. And he said, those that made the fucking difference in my career is that I I was willing to do the goofy shit. That nigga Lord Steven Regal used to say the same shit. Steve Regal was a lumberjack at one point. Exactly. And he fucking ran with it. And he became still... He overcame that stupid-ass gimmick and fucking became one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Cool. And the one and only nigga to say war games. War games. That's I, I wish there was some way they could have him. No offense to Adam Pierce, but no offense to Adam Pierce. You suck. No, no, no. He made it official. He doesn't suck. All right. So our next item up for bid, if you will. Um, oh, bang! You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a fucking throw a monkey wrench into it again, real quick. But quick. I was watching uh, the the Russell Talk Boys, and them niggas had said something very fucking interesting. And they said that, what if they're setting up for an eventual Adam Pierce versus um, Nick Aldis match? We talked about that. Or we talked about that the first uh, two weeks ago. Talked about it weeks ago. You were there. You mentioned it too. But it was cooler when they said it though. When we said it though, right? no, they said it up. Nice. All right. Let's- you are going to be off the podcast if I ever hear you say some lame ass shit like that. We are the coolest, not them. Yes, boys. How dare you? So, so Selena Vega, unfortunately, talks yeah, my to British the ladies. She gets, uh, <laughs> she gets attacked by uh, the bad guys. 
damage control based on the fact that uh, unfortunately they, she was being uh, recruited to be the fourth member of their team, so she gets her ass whoops. Sorry. Um, we get the bloodline out there. They they're calling out Cena, knowing Cena's not there. They're really pumping up the fact that uh, Solo took Cena out. Um, we saw how that affected uh, Theory's career. So fuck it. Uh, L.A. Knight does finally come out because he has a, he has a match with Jimmy anyway. Um, so he, he interrupts the festivities. Uh, it was probably one of the worst. I hate saying it, the one of the worst bloodline uh, promos I've seen in a while. Um, of course, when one doesn't really talk, I mean, I don't know what we expect. And Jimmy's, I don't know what kind of character he's playing, but uh, basically what ends up happening here is uh, L.A. Knight does take out um, Jimmy. But then the funny part, or the odd part is, so L.A. Knight wins, but of course, Bloodline attacks. It's a two-on-one until, of all people, a SmackDown super. No, we don't. We have a Raw superstar of Cody Rhodes for the save. Kind of weird. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, so at the after this, he does uh, have a little uh, interaction with Mr. Nick Aldis, the general manager, and them two actually wrestled years ago for the NWA title. So they do have a little history, and of course, uh, Cody has to go. Uh, so I didn't. The match was solid between him and Jimmy. Jimmy works very well. I don't think he gets enough credit uh, as a singles competitor. But uh, and L.A. does win. There was no shenanigans, oddly enough, because in the middle of the match, there's a phone call, and Paul Heyman and uh, Solo leave. So, so no shenanigans. I, I appreciate that part. Double team afterwards, don't appreciate that part. Why was Cody the only person really concerned about uh, the good guys winning at some point? So, Brock, explain all this to me. I mean, shit, it doesn't make sense to me either, man. And Other than the fact that, for one, you know, the match was very solid, of course. Uh, okay. I think, once again, uh, like you said, Jimmy Uso is a fucking excellent wrestler. Um, I don't like the gimmick that they're saddling him with, making him look weak, and then making him... Like, the, the fact that he punked out to the fucking uh, the, the bloodline and, and joined them again after all the fucking shit that happened before that, I, I think that's fucking terrible character building. You know what I mean? Like, he just looks like a punk. Um, and then look, these niggas, you know what I'm saying, the Romans calls them and they walk away from him and shit, they're still playing them. So there's a whole bunch of that shit that I don't like because I, I am a Jimmy Uso fan. But, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see where they go with it. Okay, yeah. I thought it sucked, period. I mean, just all around sucked. The only reason that I thought, and uh, JJ, uh, well, now it's a mute point, which we'll talk about later. I thought possibly it was a safety net for being the fifth member of that team at War Games. If somebody couldn't appear. So that's my only uh, thought process of, of, of him coming out. I mean, unless he keeps doing the uh, Cody keeps doing these shots at Roman and Roman or the bullet itself, and Roman oh, yeah, calls that's him out. Fucking sense him. either. I thought the same thing when I saw him come down. And what's funny is I'm looking at him right now, going after Roman Reigns <laughs> in the Royal Rumble. Um, it, it didn't make sense at all for him to like. Why the fuck is Cody coming out? Like you know, what I'm saying you're dealing with the Judgment Day, nigga. Why the fuck are you fucking with Blood Day, uh, Bloodline Blood business? Day. <laughs> We got the new blood. We've got judgment. Whatever. I got you. 
Yeah, it did make sense, but uh, again, I don't. I, but you know, we're gonna talk about Raw in a minute, and there's some interesting stuff there that happened. Uh, the brand split lives like to see another day. All right, so that takes care of SmackDown. Uh, we're gonna run right into our uh, Collision. This was an interesting evening because you had Collision and SmackDown at the same time. So that was uh, that was very interesting. And also with Collision, we run right into Rampage. It's basically one live show. So no spoilers today. So we get the first match out. I'm always happy to see Meryl. And I'm always happy to see in the dancing machine, Daniel Garcia. Uh, I liked it. Just let the man dance. Unfortunately, for some reason, uh, Daddy Magic can't uh, can't stand the fact that uh, Garcia shakes the hips and makes the ladies I, go crazy. Whole storyline, I don't get it. I don't either, but I do get the fact that Miro pretty much took care of business. This is in reaction to a week earlier when uh, Garcia had a fantastic match with uh, Mister Flair, and he Stop. started his day. Uh, what? Stop calling him that. All right. Andrade. And during the match, um, it looks like he's approaching uh, his wife, CJ Perry, and CJ does the dance with him to cause a distraction. So uh, Miro's not going to put up with that. So uh, he went ahead and took care of business. But the match was solid. They did give Garcia some offense. But at the end of the day, it was Miro's match. Uh, Brock, what you think? Uh, I, you know, what I don't like about this whole shit is the whole shit with his wife and figuring out what the fuck's going on with that. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not with stupid shit like that. It's, you know, when, when they call wrestling the male soap opera, it, you know, it's okay, but I don't want it to be that resemble a soap opera that fucking much that, you know, now it's a, a problem between, you know what I'm saying? I don't fuck with the father versus son. I don't fuck with the brother versus brother, yeah. and I definitely don't fuck with the husband versus wife shit. You don't have to go into those fucking places and for wrestling and shit like that. So, you know what I mean? Uh, that's the only thing I don't like. Matchup was alright. Daniel Garcia, you know what I'm saying? If if they packaged him better, I'd say, or gave him more of a personality, or he just went uh, one way with his shit, he could be a big fucking star, man, because he's a great athlete and a great wrestler. He is a great wrestler. And the dance is funny, you know what I'm saying? So fuck it, you know, keep it up. Well, uh, any other uh, opinion by you, JJ? Don't want to forget you. I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good, solid match. I think it showcased both of them well. I mean, I get the the concept behind it. You know, he because CJ didn't dance, he made fun of his dance. Yes. Fuck you, you know. Um so no, 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 I can kind of get it. Like, oh wait, you disrespected my wife, you know. Um, what I don't get, like I said, was the whole, um, the other guy not letting him dance. You know, that's stupid. Uh, yeah, especially that guy, all goofballs. You know. But for me, you know, what I'm saying for me that makes more sense because, like, if you know, if the dude is is so uh, whatever about his wife, then why the fuck did he walk out on her when she showed up to help him? Yeah, that, that was that was weird. That, you know what I'm saying? that fucking kills that. But this nigga saying, you know, saying stop fucking dancing is like 
fucking dancing and take the fucking match seriously and we could be fucking champions by now. But you fucking, every time you bullshit and dance, we lose. Well, I mean, if you listen to what Miro used to say, even before CJ came back, how mm-hmm. she was a distraction, how she, he worshipped her. He, you know, lost his. But that's kind of yeah. But that's kind of why she shouldn't have come out at all. If 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 we're being honest, because yeah, I do remember those things and things that that he used to say. But I mean, this doesn't play to that. You know what I mean? I can see how they're gonna do it. I I can absolutely gonna do it. What they're gonna wind up doing is he's gonna keep going against everybody that he feels is distracting her or. Um, you know, getting too close up until it comes to Andrade, and then yeah. But the meantime, it's showing his. Why he, Andrade? Uh, Andrade's gonna be the last guy because that's yeah. it, the one. Ooh, she's what a match that would be, man! Ooh. So, but it'll show that I, uh... as being the fucking powerhouse that he is. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you know, it'll just keep building him. Keep him on TV, please. Please, Tony yeah. Khan. Don't don't fuck with my emotions, Smokey. Keep Andrade because fucking Andrade, man. He, and that's why I said don't call him Mr. Flair because he doesn't deserve that. He has made his own name throughout Mexico and in the United States, and he deserves powers. Charlotte, Charlotte. And Church. Church. Fucking size of it. <laughs> Who the shit that he does? Oh, yeah. He's Fucking Ooh, yeah. No, but no. To respect what JJ said, she's absolutely correct. He did not like get on the coach yet. So okay. No, and he's fucking. He's fucking massive, bro. You know what I mean? Dude, like that's a for the movies he does. He didn't fucking teach him how to get big. You know what I'm saying? Because he wasn't like that before, huh, bro? Maybe he hung out with Miro sooner. I, I don't, don't know. know. He wasn't. Little, no, but he wasn't that. No, 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 but he wasn't massive or cut like that. Like I, I want to say that if Charlotte Flair what taught him how to fucking work out and shit, and he was just like, all right, but they spent way too much fucking time in the gym. Going back now that I think about it, we we didn't talk about um the fact that we all knew that it was Becky, but did anybody else pick up wondering if? If all of the Becky Charlotte shit was a work, I don't think it was a work. I think, but I think that they probably moved past it by now. You know what I'm saying? It's been a while. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what happens backstage? And you know what I mean? Like, to have the bond that the four of them had through NXT, I don't think that you could just throw that away capriciously. So, yeah, they got pissed off at each other legitimately, but you know, at the end of the day, they were friends. It seems like Becky was the one who was pissed off because she was the one out there talking shit. Charlotte didn't say a fucking word. But she I agree. She was on the, the Broken Skulls session. She was off on it, boy. Be- uh, Becky. Yeah. But no, that let's definitely. Let's all hug it out, man. Let's just hug it out. Becky was the one. But maybe that I figured that those type of things I figured were more, you know what I'm saying, kayfabe than anything else, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it was funny, and I, I started touching on it, and then for some reason, we had a side I loved when they showed, quote unquote, Becky getting the phone call. And at first, like, oh, that's, that's uh, yeah. No. And then I said, no. And all of a sudden, that one thing, she, she was like, all right, but. but. Yeah, it, was, 
that was cool. But my opinion is, I think, and I'm going to go with uh, Brock on this too. I think we somewhat agree on it. I think there was some underlying shit, but I just think it was it was blown up for for even a storyline that didn't exist because they really didn't go after each other after that for a little bit. So um, I think I think it might have been a little workish, but overall, um, that that's a good point as far as you know. Did, did we get worked by, by by Charlotte, for example? There's always the thing with Charlotte and Andrade: are they together? Are they not together? Is it working? Yeah. Work? So so I mean, it always it's awesome with this shit. There's always that, you know, when you deal with fucking wrestling folk, you know what I'm saying? There's always. Oh, a, stop it. oh my God. Are you okay. serious? I'm sorry. <laughs> Forget I said anything. Sorry. I'm sorry. Can you just spray the dog? I'm about to if he keeps his shit up. Well, spray him instead of blowing out my eardrum. Yeah. The poor three people, you know what I'm saying, got scared to death yeah. right now. That we just. You know, we just caused the hearing loss of one of our three people. Actually, I just caused hearing loss in myself because my own, it reverbed in my own hearing aids. Nice. All right. So, uh, speaking of dog shit, we have the House of Black and, and particularly Kings of the Black Throne getting ready for their four-way ladder match for the titles against the boys. Um Right now, basically, uh, the boys is the jobbers of the tag team division, like the Mulkey Brothers back in the day. Who are the boys? That's with uh, every time Castle's two guys. Oh, that's right. I always forget that. Sorry. You're fine. But they get squashed. Uh, and again, it, the, the purpose is to make them look as strong as humanly possible going into the four-way. Anybody wants to expand on the squash? No. No squashes. No squashy squashies. Unless it's okay with some butter. All right, so we're going to get a uh, odd four-way here. Trent Beretta, Penta L0, Miedo. Did I say that Miedo right? Miedo? Miedo. Yeah, close enough. We have Brian Cage in the Commander. Um, what's going to happen is this one will get a title shot of the TNT later. On Rampage, because again, they're consecutively, consecutively going from the collision to Rampage. So the winner gets a title shot against Christian. Uh, and, and lo and behold, I've begged for this for months. Trent Beretta gets a win. The match itself was great. It could not have not been great, in my opinion. You got just, you got high flyers, and then you, you kind of come down. You get Beretta, who can do both, but then you get Cage, who's just a damn monster. Don't bring that guy around a bicycle, dude, or he'll clothesline with a death. But Trent Beretta does get the W. I'm thrilled to death that they, one of the best friends, excluding OJ, gets a win. Brock, what'd you think? Uh, did the right guy win? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I see Trent Beretta, and I say to myself, man, he could have been something like 15 years ago. I don't know. I I, I see your point. I, you know, maybe I'm just hopeful. But he, I mean, he, I, he, you know, you want to see. Man. I, I want to see him succeed. But then again, like, there's nothing about him that screams super superstar. At least not to me. And then you know, and, and when when I say those things, then I start to think of how many people did Vince not see super superstar him in that he was fucking dead wrong. So. 
You know what I mean? So could I be, you know? But, I mean, at least for right now, there's nothing about Tramparetta that screams, other than his name, which is a great fucking name. Dude, it could be like a porn guy, too. Yeah, I, I've I'm thought of that as well, well, yeah. <laughs> Mask motherfuckers. But, okay. uh, yeah. Did you, know you what see like, the cage hit a beautiful 619, though? That was amazing. Now it's a picture yeah. picture. See, we're, you can, he's a fucking. He's in one this, of those other guys, and this is a fucking like best thing is that they're big men. All fucking can go, man. You know what I mean? Like, there's not one of those fucking clunky ass big men. Like, uh, and they have the big dude like uh, Omas guy that he that goes with lethal in that. That's the only dude. Yeah, but they don't really use him in the ring much. So who cares? But no, man, but the Brian big Cage, head. the machine doing a six one nine, and unlike Ray and Dominic, it works the first time. But Trent gets a shot. Uh, JJ, what'd you think? Oh, it was really good. I thought it was good. Uh, well, but you got to he definitely was not going to win, no matter what the fuck happened. No, no, Maria. I mean, you're not going to do that before the six man. But uh, I hope you're hungry because we're getting some more squash. Wardlow, it took him longer to walk to the ring than at the match. And it's another one of these referee stoppages as they've had with him. Zia Lee's had a couple with the kick. Uh, can we keep going or do you like squashies? Nope. No squashy. No, next one is far from. We have Dax Harwood versus Roosh. Um, I was thrilled with this. Um, but unfortunately, uh, there's... <laughs> Because there's they're coming up and they're, they're, these are two team guys, the FTR and uh, LNI, I think they're called, in the four-way for the title, uh, Big Bill and Starks decide that they're going to interrupt the party. So to no contest, uh, if you like melees, all hell, of course, breaks loose with all these guys. Um, I hated it because the match going up to this point, boy, they were, they were working snug. They were stiff. But it looked fantastic. And Roosh had no problem technically hanging with Harwood uh, at all. Uh, the, this was really good. I just hated the fucking ending. Uh, Brock, take it away. You know, when, when you say that, you know, it's funny to me that there's so many wrestlers, especially, you know, like the old school guys, you understood it. That they, they would t- they would, you know, say, yo, potato me. I don't give a fuck, man. Let's, let's make it look as real as fuck. Uh, but there's a lot of guys nowadays that still like you know go ahead and go for it and women at that too. There's women out there who's yeah. like yo, they do that too. Come give it to me, you know what I'm saying? I'll take the shot. You know, Becky Lynch is one for sure. That, match, um, that last match with Rhea and uh, and Flair at WrestleMania, uh, Flair. I thought them two were gonna kill each other. So you're so, right. You're right. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I mean, fucking. Roosh and fucking Dax is a fucking, you know, this is what I love about AEW is that they continually give us dream matches without us knowing, oh, shit, I didn't even think about this dream match, but I'm fucking glad to see it. Well, it's one of the podcasts we watch. The guy, the guy will always say, how did they, they're having Roosh and Dax, and, and who, who knew that I wanted this? But they did. You know, he says that all the time. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely correct. But the match itself, you didn't mind. You didn't mind the run in. Ah, uh, well, you know, those kind of things are stupid. But then, you know, then again, you know, what I'm saying at the same time, I, you know, when it when it when it serves the purpose of not 
losing momentum for for the two guys in the ring, you know what I mean? I, I'm all for it because, you know, I'd rather see neither of them win and then especially going into a bigger stakes match than, you know, losing one or the other. And then you got to look, well, why is this guy even in the other match? You know what I mean? Neither one can win clean, that's for sure. JJ, what do you think of the match? The match itself, like we said, it was a it was a dream match that you didn't even know you wanted to see. It was really good. Um, you know what? I'm even okay, so somewhat with the shenanigans, only because it was like a go home show before the pay per view. That it's okay with me. Yeah, because I mean, it lists it leads us to that, so I, I get it. And I guess this is one of the run-ins, it's not too bad. So that's uh, not too bad. But I tell you what's really not too bad was really you to chase on Buddy Matthews. Uh, Buddy does take the W. Um, this afterwards kind of looked like he was going to do some more damage on uh, on Yuta, but uh, Claudio Castanelli shows up for the save. Grabs the mic, challenges uh, Buddy to a match at full gear, which we will discuss in a little bit. This match was great. Both guys were back and forth. And, again, we're going to talk. I'm going to steal what you said there, Brock. These guys are stiff. I don't know if, hey, you hit me, I hit you, let's do it. But they were – we're going to talk about stiffness here a little bit later about Mr. Matthews. But this was fantastic. The right guy won, I thought. Wheeler's always going to, I think, take the loss if anyone is in the BCC right now, even though this is one of his better matches in a while. Until he gets a fucking haircut and a fucking lineup, he's going to fucking lose. (laughs) So it's down to grooming. Okay, well. Peter. This is with Sammy too, bro. I want to take them both to a fucking barbershop and just tell them, look, man, look, I will, you know, if I had the money, I would tell them both, bro. I'd give you both $1,000. Let me take you to the fucking barbershop and let me tell the barber to do whatever the fuck I want to do with your hair and just fucking submit to it. And they'd be like, all right, bet. And I have them both looking dope, man. But right now, they both look fucking whack. They both look unkempt. I hate that shit. There's nothing worse than an unkempt fucking hair and bearded man, bro. You know what Kemp I mean? Fucking first. line that shit up. is the worst of the two. Ugh. Who? Sammy Zayn. <laughs> he looks fucking dirty. Yeah, it does look like he don't wash his hair for fucking shit, bro. You know what I mean? And that's fucking and awful people, looking. They're like that, bro. Just fucking cut it down. <sighs> Do something. No, go back to your fucking regular hair when you was fucking just regular Sami Zayn. Get you, get you a nice little fade, you know what I mean? And the, the number two or number three at the top, you know what I mean? You'd be straight. The one thing I will say about this before I get your opinion on it, JJ... This match, even though both belong to a faction, none of the faction were there. So this was a clean W, and I did appreciate that because it was stolen from a really good match. JJ, what did you think of the match? I thought it was a great match. I mean, Yuta's great. He really is, you know? Um, so It, was- it kind of killed his fucking momentum, too, man. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Well, let's uh, kill off some more momentum, I guess. We have the Outcasts, Ruby Soho and Soraya, versus the women's champions, the world champ, Sheeta, and the TBS champ, Statlander. 
the match was good. Didn't last long because um, what's more important than winning a women's tag team match is defining your soulmate. And pretty much, Soho has found her soulmate, Angela Parker. Um, this is a joke. Um, it did not help anyone. Uh, I actually did get a chuckle, Angela Parker and Soho. But for his trouble, troubles, Angelo takes a pretty nice stiff clothesline by Statlander. But nice. unfortunately, with all the ruckus and confusion, I guess, um, Soraya forgets his match and uh, takes the loss. Uh, so we have Statlander and Sheeta, the champions, who have defenses we're going to talk about in a minute. They take the W. Um, it looks as we're going to continue this, this total whirlwind romance between Soho and Parker, which, whatever, I'm okay with. Just let Garcia dance, you fuckhead. Um, JJ, what do you think about this? Well, it's not uh, him no. that has the problem with it. It's the other guy. Yeah, I, he needs to slap the other guy. Magic Mike or Mike. I mean, shit. I mean, the other guy was the one with the personality. So, you know what I mean? Like, I find them so fucking lame. So lame. Who? Angelo Parker and the other dumb guy. I, I find them so fucking lame. Other, the, the other dumb guy. Looks like he's lame. No, Angelo Parker is lamer than the other guy. And and the funny the thing now, so but this the thing is that now that he's doing this shit with Soho, now it gives Angelo Parker a fucking lane. You know what I'm saying? Something to mm-hmm. to build on his character and and make himself better than he was. The other guy has it, bro. The other guy is a fucking. Every time he gets too fucking <laughs> like upset and starts to scream. Ah, blah, blah, blah. That's fucking hysterical, man. I fucking crack up every time I see that shit. So he's got something that he could build off of. The other guy needed it. An unkempt um, Matt Hardy. He's not as unkempt as we've been talking about. So, But he could be something better. But Matt Hardy looks like an unkempt Matt Hardy. You know what I mean? Matt, Car- Matt Hardy don't even look all that kempt, so I mean, let's keep it real. Yeah, but he—that's what uh, to me. It's like he's just uh, a Matt Hardy wannabe. Like, and dude, why? Why would anybody want to be Matt Hardy? I don't think Matt Hardy wants to be Matt Hardy. Oh damn! I, I definitely wouldn't want to look like Matt Hardy, or well, you know what? I don't want to look like broken Matt Hardy. Let's say that. Yes. And he's still got a fine-ass wife, so he's doing all right for himself. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So that ends our collision. We went right into Rampage. We went right into Trent Beretta. You know, why Why have him wrestle twice in the same night? And it was legit because this was live television. It wasn't taped, as sometimes they are, because they're coming out of the same uh, arena as they're going to have tomorrow for the – pay-per-view, but I, I would have preferred this be at the end. Let this guy get some rest. He faced three other guys, but nope. We got right into this match. Um, they, they were good, man. I tell you, I was, I was very impressed. What, what uh, are you talking about? Cage Beretta. Remember, Beretta won the four-way, so he gets a title shot at Rampage. We run right into Rampage because it's the same night. So what does Cage have to do with it now? Because he's the TNT champ. He's defending the title <laughs> against Beretta. Oh, Christian Cage. Yeah, Cage. Oh, you're thinking Brian. You're thinking Michelle. I'm thinking Brian Cage. I yeah, you. I'm going to harass you on that. Okay, okay, okay. Well, no, no. Well, Christian, got... the champion. 
Gotcha. I can't say Father of the Year anymore, so I gotta say I'll say Christian. I'm sorry. Um, so they have a pretty good match. They work well together. Oh man, um, I heard the whack ass way that Nigel said it. The way you guys are telling me, I was like, oh man, I, I don't like. I'm not gonna say it. We're gonna talk about that later. I'll say that during the pay per view, he didn't say it as bad as often. So I think either he was listening to my bitching. I don't know, but. I swear that all these companies listen to our podcast on the low and they take a little bit of something from it. <laughs> on the low. The lowest I feel the like low. uh, the three of the three listeners, uh, Triple H is one, Tony Khan is one, and you know what I'm saying? Saka Khan's another. Um, but uh, so Christian wins, there's no doubt. I mean, he's coming, he's going in the next night with a high, uh, highly anticipated, depending who, who you are. Um, I will give Brett a ton of credit in this. He sold like a champ, but he still allowed to get some offense. And he had probably one of the smoothest DDPs that I've seen in a long time. I'm going back to, honestly, the master himself, the snake. I mean, it looked like it could be a finishing move if that's what it, if that's what they ever went to. Then after Cage winning, he decides uh, that Luchasaurus should carry him on his shoulder. Around the ring. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess uh, I guess the beating Beretta was his shiny moment. Uh, what do you think of the match, Brock? Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's a solid, but you know, like, all right. So I know that you've been fucking hoisting Christian Cage on a fucking pedestal for the last fucking month or so, but <laughs> like, dude is it okay? So like. Lyrically or on the mic, let's say, you know what I mean? It, there's a lot of things that make sense and how he's elevated his career or, or at least kept it going for the last, mm-hmm. you know. But in-ring in performances have not been as stellar as, as anybody would have made it out to be. And, he's solid. I mean, that's but... Great. Solid. Yeah, I mean, but it's that's what you... I mean, for the character, I want something fucking great. You know what I mean? Well, especially if, you, if you're one that's saying, I work harder. Okay, well, show me. So, yeah, you make sense. Great in the ring, personally, but that's... Solid. You put that with the mic work, I think he's great. And especially considering his fucking age, he's made himself relevant. He's made himself the bomb-ass bad guy. Uh, I think yeah. a couple years ago when Edge had his comeback going and he was getting beat up by the Judgment Day, that Cage would be the one that was going to leave AEW and come to him because they weren't really doing jack shit with him. He had that one little run where he became TNA champ. And he had another match with Kenny. And then he's been an afterthought ever, ever since, except for about six months ago. So. I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, with it, like you said, but what JJ's saying, I mean, that character is just fantastic right now. The character is good, but uh, the in, I don't think the in ring product matches the character at all. You know what in I mean? Like, are, I think for, for, for maybe it's also hard in comparison now to all the people that are in AEW right now. You know, that makes it a hard comparison to a lot of the caliber that's in there already. But truth be told, on his own, by his age, he is fucking fantastic in the ring. And he's elevated the TNT Championship, in my opinion, he really has not. This, oh, come on. This was a hot No, potato. come on. But it was an after. But still, it, it, with his fucking, fucking reign, you don't even think about the fucking belt anymore. It's not shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
he did the whole the, the whole shit that he did with Luchasaurus when Luchasaurus was the actual champion was fucking stupid. So it made it a joke. The whole fucking thing. Oh man, you know what I mean? Anyone that can yell at their daughter because they want to hold the belt and he says, "What did you win this belt in the ring?" No, and then have security throw them out. Once again, the character ah. is is there, but you know what I'm saying? It's the other things that that are not. You know, <clears throat> we can we can disagree. That's the whole point. You, one of us, you have to be wrong, so it's okay. Yes, one of us, you two, has to be wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to run into who is Mrs. Wright right now, and that's Tony Storm. Probably the best character they have right now, not, that maybe one one B with uh, Christian Cage. Yeah, when Tony you talk Storm, about, like, when we were talking about people who like to, uh, who like it stiff, pause. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Storm is right there, bro. You know what I mean? She's her flair back. You mentioned back. Um, uh, Rhea doesn't mind uh, some stiffness in there as far as uh, you know, getting a little snug. We're not talking about Murphy either or Dom. Naomi, you're right. It's you know what? That is the forget about it. You know what? I hate to say it. I don't watch TNA that much. Hardly at all. So I don't really see. Like she's relegated to that garbage ass show, man. She deserves way better. She does. I'm, I, Sasha for that shit though. We don't know. To a little bit, to a certain extent, I do as well. We don't know, but I mean, she should have taken. And, and I, I don't know the logistics. Maybe she didn't want to go to Japan when Sasha went over there. Did her sorry, Mercedes uh, Monet. That they, did her thing. Maybe she just wanted to stay stateside the whole time. I don't know, but it kind of to me looks like I'm leaving. Are you going? Yes. Fuck it. Let's go, sister. Next thing you know, that she's not supporting her, helping her. You know, and I think she's very talented. But some people maybe in Japan have never seen her, but they know who Sasha Banks is. It's like if Sasha should have been like, "Hey, man, my girl's come with me. Let's let's get it done." But you, I don't think you'd ever see. No offense to to the organization. I don't, I don't know if you'd ever see uh, Sasha Banks in a TNA. Ever. I don't know if they got the cash. But let's talk about Tony Storm, who is fantastic, timeless Tony Storm. She's facing Emmy Sakura as a warm up. Match is okay. It was what it was, it was supposed to be. You know, she did. Well, that fucking Emmy Sakura fucking wailed on her poor chest. The booby slap, yes, there was there was a lot, there was some booby slap. Because uh, I mean, that's so fucking bad that the next night at the pay per view, you can still see the fucking welts on her chest and shit like that. And she the booby slapped her some more. You know what? Um, I'm gonna say I am tired of seeing the chest slaps already all around. I'm tired of seeing Gunther do it. I am so tired of seeing him do it. Um. It, and now the chicks too. No, this shit's stupid. It's lame. Stop it. Stop it. It's, right it's, now. it's, it's, uh, so it's you are totally no. anti booby slapping. Yeah. No, man. This is we're talking about. This is like the a rite of passage in wrestling. You know what I'm saying? It's taking them fucking slaps like a G. You know what I mean? And all right. So when started I, with air and then it moves I'm gonna, forward. I'm gonna slap you like crazy like that. I mean, as long you as, you can, as you can take it back, you know what I mean? We we can fucking go. You know what I mean? No, because I'm against it. So I'm not taking it back. You're for no, it. You can't do that. You can't give it and not take it. Of course I can. No, no, no take back. These, these people are all giving it and taking it. So we, 
We can't do that. That sullies their good name. Yeah. And no, let's, let's say that your your fucking <clears throat> golf child, Daniel Bryan, is the king of taking them slaps. Yeah, he's the king of taking them slaps, but he's the king of a lot of things. A king of wishful thinking? Yeah. Maybe. Um, there was one point in the match that was pretty good. There was a cross body from inside out that knocked Tony off of the ring apron. looked pretty good, uh, but that was about it for her. Uh, of course, Storm was going to win this match. There was no ifs, ands, or buts because she's got a world championship match. Any other comments about this match before we go next strong? Yet. No, this is this is net November. And Roderick Strong is loud and proud behind this. And you get to crack at Action Andretti uh, with Kingdom in tow. Um, I wouldn't say it's a squash, but pretty, mu- pretty much uh, uh, it was. There was a very scary moment, though, where um, <clears throat> there was a Spanish fly on to Mr. Strong, and he landed damn center on his neck. Um, but everything seems to be okay, so good for him. It looked nasty. Uh, but he does take the W against Action Andretti. What, what, what did they do that to fucking Action Andretti, kid? That was <clears throat> you were reading my mind because I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, man, he came in and they were pushing him so hard, and now all of a sudden he's everybody's little bitch. I hate when they do and when either and, and WWE is definitely fucking notorious for, for doing this shit, but so that's why AEW has no excuse because you're supposed to be anti WWE with everything that you do. You, you kinda it's kinda what you said though, you take the good things, you know, and hopefully you So wait, so you, So why do you start a push for somebody and, and Start this great shit and then fucking um, just oh, it's shitty booking, dude. It's just totally fucking crazy. walk away from it. You know what I'm Maybe saying? Like Jericho in his first match or second match or something. Right his now, first beat him twice at the gate. Beat him twice within six months. I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. It, it's almost to me like I could understand the loss if it was something that. He's had a 50-50 booking on his own. You know, like, one match yes, one match no. But they're constantly putting him out there, making him a little badass. So if he loses now to um, to No Next Strong or whatever the fuck, then it's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she called him No Next Strong. Hey, that hurt my neck. I'm all for next November, man. Come on, dude. Any other comments there, JJ, on the match? No. So, very quickly, we'll just breeze through this next part, but it is somewhat important, because in going into Collision and now Rampage, <clears throat> excuse me, um, MGF is still yet to actually appoint a partner and say, this is my guy. Jay White uh, is... Give an interview to close the show, but uh, MGF decides he's going to try to get his belt back, which makes no sense to me because he has a match the next day to get it back. But whatever. Unfortunately, his math does not add up very well. Now, they are pushing the fact that when uh, he beat Juice Robinson last week, uh, the week before that he did injure 
Mr. Robinson, that excuses him from being on TV here. Uh, oh, this I and the that he actually really is injured. Correct. Really? Yeah. yeah, he really is injured. Who? Yeah, hoping it wasn't a. Uh, but uh, he, your boy. But he actually got injured in the beginning of November. Uh, so he's finally getting a time off. Okay, that's cool. Anyway, man. Uh, I see that's, I knew he would have that reaction. But unfortunately, again, it's a three-on-one scenario. Again, MJF being the heel should understand that is not good math. But Samoa Joe comes to make the save. Unfortunately, he cannot grab the belt in time. This leads us to an agreement between MJF and Samoa Joe. Yes, Samoa, please be my partner. So uh, that's one reason I bring this up as a promo because it does lead us to a match we're going to talk about momentarily. Any comments? Can we truck along? Truck. Great, because we're done with the we're done with the the both shows, Collision and Rampage, which is going to lead us right into one of my opinion better pay per views of this year. So, Brock, you can suck it when you say I talk bad about AEW all the time. This show was fabu for the most part. We're going to talk about not only the reason that I came out ahead. Pause. Hey, you know what? I played music for you, so don't worry about it. I'm only going to take a second to pat myself. I'm going to do the Barry Horowitz. There you go. Pat myself on the back. Barry Horowitz, the name of our theme song. Shout-outs to Action Bronson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So here we go. Um, we, we're going to start off with uh, the pre-show. Um, I tell you, they slammed three matches that were de- halfway decent into an hour, and actually less than an hour, because they were doing vignettes and promos out of their assholes. See, but, and you know what? Like, this is, you know, uh, you was, you uh, had, had said to during the last um, podcast that like, you didn't like these fucking long-ass pay-per-views. And, but to me, man, like, I love it, bro. Like, and, and, and I'll give you the exact reason why. <laughs> and it's... It's fucking crazy, but when I, you know what I'm saying, so for the listeners out there, this is a little personal information, right? Is it TMI? No, no. You know what I mean? When I grew up, you know what I mean, um, when I used to play wrestling, when I used to play with my toys, I always played wrestling with them, whatever, and then it, it got to the point that it didn't even have to be wrestling toys, did you, you know what I mean? Did used to use He-Man, G.I. Joe's? G.I. Joe's yeah. were the best because the elbows would, would bend? No, G.I. Joe is definitely the best uh, uh, wrestlers that you the can find. The elbows would bend. I loved it. You can do all kinds of moves. So, you know, ultimately... I start. I, I moved forward, and, and GI Joe was the was the the, the 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 one, the toy that that fucking fulfilled my wrestling fantasy. I guess you know what I'm saying. And I would do, but I wanted all these belts. You know what I mean? And I would fucking find ways to order all these fucking belts. You know what I'm saying? From different companies, I've tried different, you know, toy makers belts. I've had. Uh, I, I found people online that make you know. Uh, you to make your own belts. 
I'd make my own belts. Yeah, custom belts. You know, I, like I, I was all about belts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my pay per views would be like probably three hours long if 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 you if you really did them. You know what I mean? So when I see these fucking cards, these super cards that AEW does, I'm, I'm I fucks with that. Man. It's deep into the it's root into the of me as a promoter is I would fucking make these shits long as fuck with mad belts. No, I, I can't disagree with stuff like that. I mean, when we were kids. One second. Um, dude, I actually got in trouble at school one time because they used all the classes uh, paper clips and I made a chain around my neck like Junkyard Dog. And my, my teacher got mad at me because he had no more paper clips left. I stole them all. And she sees me walking out to the cafeteria and I've got this three deep paperclip chain. <clears throat> but no, that's here's what I like. And I, I was gonna compliment this one actually. This was over before midnight. They've had some that have been past or up to one AM in the morning Eastern Standard Time. Awesome. And it's not that I don't enjoy it. I just don't enjoy Monday or the next day. This is on a Saturday. Boss, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what. But, we uh, all take naps during work like some people. I mean, I don't get the opportunity to do it like that. You know what I mean? And you have no room to talk. So, because I've seen you log off on your lunch break and get your ass into your bed and fucking fall asleep for an hour or half an hour. So, I don't know why you would pop that shit right now. Oh, not not me. I I I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, then. So Leave check the shit. For, but I'm talking more for Steve. But so I mean, in, in those cases, you know, if if you you know what I mean, what I would do, I would just take that Monday off, but or you know, take the morning off, whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Like there's there's mad things that you could do if you had to do it. Uh, I myself have never found a problem with you know. Sucking it up for one day. Suck it. No, it's um, nothing wrong with that. I mean, again, that that was my pet peeve. That's that's why you and I get in. I don't say arguments, but we just feature. I enjoy a Saturday one because I can make arrangements of like, hey, I'm not going to plan anything personally because I don't, you know, my company isn't open on Sundays, so I'm not going to do anything personally in the mornings because it's a Saturday. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see how it would. It would. That's my it, opinion. Why? That's why I like Saturdays. No, and I can definitely see how it is beneficial for somebody, you know, or, you know, in those respects to and even, you know, I remember uh, having a discussion about Super Bowl Sunday being, you know, the same, it's the same concept, but, you know, there's something that's just about tradition and and that I'm, you know, if, if anybody knows me is that I'm very Sheldon-esque in the sense that I don't like change, you know what I'm saying? Once something is written in stone, it should be just left alone. Uh, you know, I so, agree with you. I remember as a kid. Now, again, I'm 51. The, the Super Bowl used to be around three in the afternoon, three and three to four. You know, about depending, because as you know, a lot of them were in the West Coast early on to avoid any type of weather issues. I used to love that. I hated it when it starts at six and it's ending at one. You know, I you know, but I understand why they do it because it's money oriented for uh, prime time, if you will. You know? Word. 
But uh, but no, it's man. It, uh, I never forget my brother used to razz me as a kid. Um, like I did have a wrestling ring. I think it was I got it at like a flea market, so it wasn't. It was a knockoff. But man, I, I would have He Man against uh, Snake Eyes and Man at Arms versus. Uh, I think I did have it very early on, Ric Flair. But those early arms were just so, so stiff, you couldn't do anything with them. Physical. So, uh... What's that? No, but I get you. But I mean, you know, when I did it, you know what I mean? It was. I mean, G.I. Joe was a wrestling thing in its own because they were three and a quarter inch, so they were, they were very tiny compared to everybody else. Oh, but I, I was doing Ray, Ray Mysterio and Brock Lesnar before they even existed. <laughs> everybody else, you know what I'm saying, get you know what I'm saying? So the wrestling figures would, would be in mixes with He-Man, Thundercats, Silverhawks, whoever and, was in the list. OCD and ADHD, it would piss me off that he want me to play with my Barbie dolls who were like 10 times taller than all his stupid toys. Oh, the, <laughs> so that piss the me. great Kali? What the hell? Yeah, that would make me so mad. Oh my God. They, they, they... He would cheat and make all my characters lose. <laughs> Lies. The only reason why I say that I know that that's a lie because she wouldn't allow that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that she would sit through that shit. So her characters had to win at least. I was going to say, you'd have to win once or twice. You're going to throw a fucking sandal at his ass. I might have at some point. Oh, you throw something at your brother? I I have no fucking fucking doubt. Or. Brock and I started having our own matches <laughs> and our mother would referee. And it was funny is that they they were recognized as some of the most brutal matches that have ever existed. Yeah, our cousins used to ever witness our savagery. See, my dad was in wrestling, my brother never was. He was one of the it's fake as hell. What are you? What are you? What are you, what are you watching this shit? So then I would try to wrestle him, but he's five years older than I was, so it didn't work out too well. Which ultimately uh, leads you to the fucking the understanding that you don't want it with either one of us because you have to deal with the other one if you do. You know what I mean? Exactly. See, I didn't. I didn't have that uh, that relative, that that brother or sister that was in it to win it. Would you say double J? Then I'm pretty sure that when our cousins would leave, they'd be like, damn, they're fucking psychotic. They're, they're savages. Okay, I could see you two motherfuckers doing that. If it wasn't because I'm broke, we'd probably still be doing it now. His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. So we're back here. Turnbucks and Brass Nucks. Um... We were talking about raising our kids and beating them at video games and stuff like that. Beating that ass. Let me tell you, those little jerks, uh, both your son and mine, once they got their hand on uh, figuring out Mortal Kombat, they started beating my ass. Dude, Tony's solid, man. He is because you're whack, man. I'm not whack. You are. You're whack. 
No, and then he plays. I was just he was just playing, uh, but he for some reason like he's so retro in his fucking likes and shit because you know what I mean he does the, the 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 newest one which was was the one that I like to play the most. Eleven. Eleven. He doesn't want to play that one against me against me because he knows I beat it. I beat that ass in eleven. Isn't that interesting how that changes? Because like J, uh, J, JJ, her she is best in no offense. She is better at 10 than she is 11. He opinion. loves fucking like 10, boy. Fight, if we go 10, look out. But that's like... Because me and him will go at it at 10. My favorite one was uh, Deadly Alliance. That was so shitty. Which, get the fuck out of here, was shitty. Deadly Alliance was the best fucking game they ever put out, man. Storyline, possibly. Each, no, because each character... All right, so each character had... Three different martial arts styles, correct? Which were legit martial arts styles, and then a weapon style. You know what I mean? So you could do yeah, but that was three D. That was when it was in three D. Remember? Yes, but it was that. That's what made it so, so fucking great. So we could oh fucking God. know. Are you crazy? Yo, I tell you, me and my boy Murder used to have the, the ultimate. Everything I bought for Brock for Christmas. Fuck. He for the, the, every the no. tickets. They're gone. The fucking Royal Rumble tickets, he's not getting it. The best fucking battles me and this nigga used to have was if I, I would be Scorpion and he would be Ken Sheep, bro. We would have the fucking legit best fucking fights and shit. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Alright, let's go. So we're back here. Turbucks and Brass Nooks. We've been discussing wrestling subjects. Scuba Steve, get us back on track, please. We are on track. Full gear. Saturday night. Uh, extravaganzas galore. We have three matches for the pre-show, which uh, I was... I don't know how we got sidetracked. I alluded to the fact that it was amazing that they could get three quality matches into that time frame. Plus all the stupid little vignettes that they did. If I'm watching your, in your pre-show, more likely I've bought your fucking product. I don't need to see the damn uh, vignettes again, but that's for another day. We start off with, uh, I could be an out of, no, we start with Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal. Uh, the, the match was fine, but. Actually, you, but get... you know what, Scoop Steve, before, you know, and I'm sorry to cut you off again. I've been doing that all night. Um, I want to bring up the fact that, you know, during this pre-show, and I don't know who the third cat is because I don't like him. The dorky guy? Maybe, but you know what I'm saying? So we had Stokely Hathaway. Which I was Stokely. I loved Stokely Hathaway <laughs> during this whole Stokely fucking thing, bro. Please, his facial expressions, besides his comments, his facial expressions are fucking great. All Continue, those things. So, so you and then like Renee the Paquette. Yeah, and Renee that. Paquette is, is solid. She's been solid since fucking WWE. I, I've even forgotten what her name was in WWE because Renee Paquette, yeah, I've fucking... Yeah. Has grown on me for so no. long, but she is, she is the 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 definitely the best female announcer, interviewer, all those things. Yeah, she's definitely who everybody should try to emulate. Honestly, she's the Barbara Walters of uh, wrestling. Bob the Barbara Wawa. <laughs> the Barbara Wawa. But no, I, I don't like that other goober, too. The best thing he's doing right now is he's doing a lot of vignettes with Tony Storm. 
That's the only credibility that motherfucker has. I think he, he does the OO show or E-H-U. Yeah, I don't know uh, what the fuck he is, but he ain't yeah, shit. I, I don't like him. But, but man, give, give me some more Hathaway. I am all fucking for it. And, and it's course, funny because sure. I just asked Steve what happened to him. And there he was. Fucking magically appeared, man. Like lucky yeah, no, and now with the fucking prince making his fucking thing, bro, I can't, like, I'm, please give me the prince Anna versus Stokey Hathaway match ASAP. You, you fucked up because I have, a, I have a nice little piece about him when we talk about that match because, oh, my Lord. All right, so let's get going. Let's get on getting on. We're going to start off with Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal. This match is solid. Until you get Jay's fuck nut buddies. Jay, please dump the fucking circus. You're legit, even I don't know how old he is. I don't give a fuck. He's still great. I, mean, I know he's old like because I'm fucking these niggas are, I mean, I can understand why him Sanjay Dutt is and yeah, like behind are. the scenes I understand the connection between him and Jeff Jarrett. But otherwise, like on screen, it just doesn't fucking make sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you watch Street and it was like one of these things is not like the other. You, you're not kidding. But there are shenanigans, but I appreciate the fact there's shenanigans, but Kingston pulls through and does take the W. So he keeps the ROH World Championship, and I'm going to touch on that championship a little bit later in the program. Totally. Uh, the, match, the match itself was okay, it was, but once you throw shen- the constant fucking shenanigans, I'm just tired of. But you know what's funny? Out of all the shows, they re- they I don't know if they pull back from it. There have been less interference, distraction finishes, and I really appreciate that. Unfortunately, this is not one of them. But I'm glad it didn't cost Kingston the match and the title. Uh, but when there is going to be a little ass whooping going on with the 20 people in that corner, of all people, it's Ortiz. It runs in with a sock. I don't know. Was it a was it like a uh, a pool like a cue or? Yeah, it's pull cues in in a sock. So he's coming around, just New York around like a motherfucker. Then there's a time frame that he's kind of behind Eddie. And I'll be honest, I'm thinking he's gonna take Eddie out because let's be honest, they were they they, they were not on good terms allegedly. So, but nothing happens. Eddie does retain the ROH World Championship. Uh, Brock. What you think? I mean, the match was straight, but at, like you said, like at all times, you know, towards that end, I was looking. I was like, is he going to turn on him? Is he going to turn on him? Is he going to attack him? What's going to happen? But uh, apparently, none of that happened. Now, no. I'll wait till later when we talk about it. But there's a lot of convoluted bullshit that, that I didn't like. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree, JJ. What you think of the match? I mean, it was all right. Again, it, the stupid. Uh, chest slaps. I'm going back to that. To me, it's so fucking stupid and worn out already. This is kind of silly, and there's a there's actually part of a women's match that that happens. And it's like, done with that. The fucking uh, going back to Stokely. God, he was so fucking funny talking shit about their Dollar Tree suits. He's like, that's a cheap suit he's got on, and oh my god, just going on about oh. stupid shit. Tony approaches him during the match. I approach him. I talk to him during the match. He's on the announce thing. Now, they, they do mention that he is part of the Ring of Honor Board of Directors. Now, I did not know this was a title, but they bring it up. And as there's these shenanigans going on, the ref's not seeing it. Tony Savani continually asks him, 
what are you gonna do about this? And he whinily and high pitched, what am I what can I do, Tony? I'm on the board, I'm not gonna stop him. Like, you know, the guy's eight foot tall. So give me more Hathaway. And and if I have to find our what it's our rates, is it just on YouTube now? Is that what it is for now? I don't even I'm gonna know. Find it. If he's an announcer on it, I want to find it and just listen to the announcing. Even though I do appreciate ROH, I want I want to hear more of it. Brock, what did you think? I mean, yeah, I mean everything we we've said is pretty much wrapped it up. Is that the the match was all right? Let's see more uh, Stokely Hathaway on the mic. You know what? To be honest yeah, with you, and no offense to Nigel, but let's replace him with fucking Stokely. I agree. Dude, I, you, you, oh, yes, let's yes, keep it moving. Yes, we are. We're gonna now. Let's. We had picks. We all took Eddie in this one. So, all right, everything's hunky dory. This is where, unfortunately, we start running off the rails. We got Buddy Matthews versus Claudio Castanoli. Now, this is a match that originally was not done, but did the night before when Claudio came in and helped his BCC brethren. Um, you, oh. Man, it, all right, forget. I, I understand JJ doesn't like the chop chop stuff, but, but they have a nice little sequence here that is unbelievable. The, the forearms, to I know you're not hitting the jaw, you're hitting kind of more the shoulder area, but my God, these two beat the shit out of one another. It was unbelievable. Uh, but we do have Castanoli for the win. Now, the reason that's important is Brock took Castanoli and JJ and I took Murphy. So that's one last so far. Brian, what do you think about your win there? Uh, I don't know how you guys didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen this thing of lows in, like, forever. Okay, well, you know, law of averages. Well, that's just it. He had lost not too long ago, as a matter of fact. Um, so I thought it, this way it would kind of build something with the BCC of the, you know, the... Uh, I was going to say the New Day. Um, new Day? The House the Black of Black. The, the House of Black. But you know what I mean? I mean, it, man, it did just that. You're but bringing in the Blackpool man. None of us know who the fuck we're talking about. But it doesn't matter because Brock's in the lead. That's all that matters right now to Brock. Totally. All right, so we're going to have MGS Mojo to absolutely no one's surprise. MGS Mojo retained the ROH Championships. Now, I'm very surprised. I didn't think they were going to win. And that's why you lost. Um, Totally. I had had no doubt that that the win was going to happen. I was, I was at one part hating the fact there was no cross body dive for which Samoa Joe could just walk away from. And by the way, last week's was probably the best of all time because the guy is looking straight at him. I will say that is the best moment of wrestling history, but. Samoa Joe improvises here, and when one of the guns decides he's going to try a, a, a drop kick, he's like, nope, and walks. he just walks off. It's, he doesn't try to block it. He doesn't try to duck it. He just walks the fuck off. So Samoa Joe, they do get the W. It's interesting. Samoa Joe is in peril. MGF is the one that takes most of the abuse in this match, and, and Samoa gets the hot tag, if you will. Uh, the Guns have him in uh, the finisher 310 to Yuma. Uh, good movie. Decent finisher. Adam Cole decides he's going to hobble his crippled ass down, uh, which distracts the Guns, I will be respectful, and does allow 
Samoa so to put the Caracuda Clutch? Clarafuda Clutch. It's C O Q U I N A. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, he puts a sleeper on the bitch um, and, and puts him out. Now, what happens after that? Samoa's deal with MGF was strictly to be his partner, and he leaves. The now I'll call them the ass boys take full advantage, take a chair to the to the funny thing is they couldn't decide, the commentators could not decide whether it was his knee or hamstring that was injured, because they, they kind of flip flop based on the move. But they fuck up MJF while his BFF just stands outside. Now I'm not saying physically he could fight them off, but he do, does have two crutches for God's sake. So true. Take that as you will. Um, MGF though in perfect style because they're in LA. His his gear was all pretty much uh, Laker colors, smart uh, purple and yellow. Uh, but they do have to card him to the back. And I they explained this after the fact, and they should have done it before the fact. But we're going to get into production in a little bit. Um, if MGF can't defend, and this is something that allegedly was said prior to the pay per view itself, that the title will automatically go to uh, Jay White since he is the number one contender, whatever. Now, normally, if a guy can't compete, they may just reschedule. That's why there's that asterisk saying cards car subject to change. Okay, but that's MJF pleads to Adam Cole, his brozilla, his, his best buddy, to make sure they don't steal his title, take his title. He says, I promise. So, Brock, the match itself, and then the shenanigans and shit after the fact. What do you think? I don't know. What were we talking about again? Oh, uh, we're talking about MGF and Samoa Joe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I thought we were past this already, man. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to bore you. Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Christian Cage you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and it's deserved, sir. <laughs> um,. You know what? I mean, the only thing that I can say for sure is that Samoa Joe is a stand-up dude. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. He didn't double-cross. He didn't do anything like that. Once his fucking task was done, he dipped, and that was it. You know what I mean? So his fucking um, credibility is, is... Oh, no, I didn't question it. Not fucking with him. Now, JJ, I'll tell you, and I said this after him taking the deal that he'll give Samoa a title shot. What? He, what? Two things should have happened. A, you have to make sure we win the, the keep the ROH tag team belts. They did, but B, um, I MJF is giving you the title shot, so you better make sure that I'm going to win that fucking match. That's the way I would have put it, or at least make sure I'm healthy enough to get to the match. Uh, JJ was thinking of the match, the shenanigans, the plea to keep his belt to his best friend. I, uh, I mean, the the plea was cool. I thought it was cool. The match was all right. You know, it was, it was okay. Wasn't their best matches individually, but I mean, it was all right. Yeah. Um, it was all right. No, and here's the thing that that what I would say pretty much fuck out the guns. The, the one thing that I will say is that then, you know, and we've talked about this before about the, what ended up being the, the, the final product, that last match, it was, 
And, and it's been all over the internet, you know what I'm saying, between people fucking talking about this shit, but it's, it seems super overbooked, you know what I'm saying? There was so many unnecessary elements that were added to a match that didn't need any more build-up than what it had to be a fucking successful match. What do you mean? As far as... Too many high spots, is what they're saying. No, 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 no. Uh, as too many fucking... It was... It, it was what this match meant to the pay, to the to the main event and how the main event was booked. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Whoa, oh boy! But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. All right. So JJ took the guns, takes her second loss out of three. Brock and myself do take. Uh, MJF slash. At this time, we didn't know who it was, but we took MJF and whoever. The assumption was it was going to be Joe. All right, so now we get to the actual pay per view event itself. I tell you what, for a undercard or a zero hour show, those are three decent matches. So I am stoked about everything going into this thing, uh, just based on that alone. Even though I was already excited. All right, so. This is great. So we start hearing a chorus of kids kind of humming or whatever a song. You know what it is at first, except then you notice it's Kristen Cage's theme song that they're singing slash humming, which couldn't be greater in my opinion. I thought that was just fucking fantastic. The problem, okay, I don't know why the fuck Ric Flair is is there at all. Um, it makes no sense to me. Um, it, I, I don't know, but he he gets his uh, he he figures out his wrong move during the match. Um, Cage is outside. It looks like Flair is going to hit him. The ref is looking right there, but. We'll talk about refereeing in a little bit. Who the fuck cares? You can do whatever the fuck you want in front of referee. They're not going to DQ you in AEW uh, or WWE anyway. But uh, he decides not to. It is actually Kings that gets the jump on him and decides to low blow him right in his old testicles. Um, I didn't understand that whatsoever, but whatever. Um, and then I thought it was fantastic. There was a point in the match where you don't see Christian Cage for a while. Um. You have Adam Copeland waiting for the hot tag, waiting for the hot tag from Darby Allen because Darby Allen's the workhorse of this team. He's the one that has the most ring time because he's taking the most ass whooping. Um, and as he's making the tag to Adam Copeland, Christian Cage pops up from underneath the ring, right underneath, and pulls him down. <laughs> this motherfucker, he, he crawled all across the ring, under, excuse me, underneath the ring to get a hold of him. I thought that was brilliant. At the end of the day, though, uh, the Sting team wins. It ends up being Copeland with a uh, spear. But it, about five minutes earlier, Christian Cage goes, fuck this shit, I'm out. And he just walks through the crowd and leaves his homeboy high and dry. So I'm not sure if he's going to get a Christmas card. The match itself was what it was for a starter match because Sting is way over. What I did notice, I don't know if you guys did, Adam Copeland's pop was not – as poppy um i don't know i don't know if this is not gonna work or hasn't been working or whatnot uh i, I think knew it was a bad move for that nigga to come out man 
I think Sting and Darby Allen got the better pop. I think Darby got the best pop, to be honest, but that's just me. Uh, Brock, hit it. What do you think of the match? Unnecessary, if you ask me, to be honest with you, man. I don't like anything that was booked on this shit. I don't like the stupid kid turning on fucking Darby. That was dumb. I could disagree already, with that. I could disagree. Because you already fucked it up with AR Fox. Um, the shit between Edge and, and Christian, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like it was overly contrived. Oh, super and fucking, Every time he hit the ring, Christian left. And Adam Copeland. Stupid that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, everything about that shit, I felt like there was cliche ish as fuck. So, no wonder he didn't. And, and at the end of the day, this, this is why I said, man, like, as soon as he showed up there, I was like, man, that was a bad move, bro. I know it's not a good move. It was a good move for Christian, but not a good move for Edge, man. JJ? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't I just, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like Mission Impossible. Did you like the match or not? It's a yes or no. It was all right. It's a yeah. It's okay. (laughs) Well, the good news is we all took the winning team, so no changes at this moment. Then we're going to go ahead and get to my notes. We're going to get to the corny part for which we have Tony Schiavone, we have the bald official for for uh, AEW, don't know his name, but he must be high-ranking as fuck because he seems to be on all this shit, where basically Tony Khan has said he's got a, they got to hand over the title to Jay White because of the fact that, unfortunately, MGF cannot go. Now, then here comes Hop Along, Tiny Tim, uh, the BFF of the champ, Adam Cole comes out and says, no, 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 no. He just talked to Tony. Even though Tony Schiavone said he already talked to Tony, or the official did, excuse me. But he's telling uh, he's telling Adam Cole, if you want to wrestle and defend the title on behalf of Jeff, you're more than welcome to. Of course, Jay White's ecstatic with this. He sees a gimp in front of him. And he does mention last time they were in a ring together that uh, he gave Adam Cole a concussion. I'm not sure if he should brag about botches, but Whatever, dude. You're good. Um, so so now our main event changes to Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Switchblade. Y'all want to talk about it or are we going to keep trucking? Keep trucking. We'll talk about the debacle of it a little later because I know, I know you want to jump off on this one and soapbox it there, Brock. So our next match is Orange Cassidy and Moxley. Not a surprise, Moxley's bleeding within the first eight minutes or so, in my opinion. Um, because it's his own damn fault, he exposes a turnbuckle. But not once, not twice, but three times. Did you not see this this thing happen like two or three times in the last week? I can't. Yeah, the, the, the turnbuckle is like, I don't know, a hated thing by these wrestlers. So the third time is a, a charm. The only problem I have here is, and actually, JJ, I'm going to steal you, uh, steal your comments. He no sells. Mox no sells three, three orange punches. 
think about if you're in the WWE, because it, let's be honest, the Orange Punch and the Superman Punch, same move. And also has been pretty much his finisher. Okay, he's got a couple other ones. He no-sells it. Tell me somebody's going to no-sell a Superman Punch from the Travel Chief. Yes, different statues, I understand, but same finishing move to a certain extent. And nobody kicked out. So him not selling it. But I'm saying, like, uh, you know, what I'm saying? here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's the difference between, uh, uh what, 175 pound man it, soaking a wet is a finisher punishing you, punching you in the no, face, no, no. and a fucking 200 and something. So man. No, I mean, yeah, but not to no sell it like that. Okay, if you're not, no, gonna he, take, yeah. you're not gonna take whatever. But I mean, it's okay. But yeah, but yeah. but he okay, he didn't no sell it. What he did was. <laughs> It took more than fucking just one to knock him out. And, and you know, yeah, yeah, he absolutely should not be able to be knocked out by one fucking 170-pound fucking nigga knocking him out. Luchasaurus got fucking dropped. There, there's a difference, and he was just absolutely straight up no-selling. No, 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 no. I mean, okay, so... The the, the the day of the, the fucking the, the, the what was it the nitro or not nitro but the rampage but prior dynamite arrangement that he that he no sold it I was like yeah no that's not right right but this night it made perfect sense and he took a few of them but eventually you know say so each one started to take its toll just like you know what I mean it, it's just like knocking down a redwood. Well, I mean, regardless of the time frame, you know what I'm saying? It, it just it just did what it had to do to make it fucking work. He could have at least shown a little bit of oh, you know, that, that gave me a little No, bit. the first one did. He looked at it and he was like, Oh shit. And then when he kept doing it, the the, the more damage it caused him. Now, mind you. This is a dude who is taking fucking light bulbs and fucking all types of crazy shit to the headpiece for the last fucking year and a half. So, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, to think that a fucking uh, a simple punch is going to fucking knock him out right away is ridiculous. But he sold it in their last match, though. Yeah. He sold you won the title, man. But I bet you, circumstantially, there's going to be some fucking things that made it different. Because he sold it in the first match, but what happened was when he hit him and he sold it, he rolled out of the ring based on momentum. So thus, it was effective, but not effective as far as winning. But that's that was my problem. That was literally my only problem. The match. And then there, you know, what I'm saying there's the, there's the whole thing where you know an adrenaline thing hits you and you know nothing can fuck with you. Like wrestlers do that shit all the time. There was nothing about this match. There was nothing about this match that that led me to believe that he didn't do the best thing that for the match was. The match was fine. I just said the match was fine. It was good. But OJ won. We all took OJ. The right nigga won. You know what I'm saying? That was that was the best part about it. So. I just don't like seeing people undermine. Uh, and I don't know, he didn't do it on purpose. I know that was probably the script because that's not. Mox will sell like a motherfucker, and I think that's what irritates me the most. Separately, so that tells me it's a it's a Tony Khan or whoever booking thing. I'm like, hey, we want you. To I mean, but that's the thing. If if you want to build uh, the, the way that Mox has been built up to this point as this fucking crazy, um, 
I like to bleed. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'll take a fucking uh, a lot of punishment type cactus jack. You know what I'm saying? To name a few Ooh, type cat. Right that you know what I mean? So you know what I mean? So to think that one fucking simple punch from this cat would have knocked him out is ridiculous. So yeah, lay it on a few times. But once he did it a few times, that's when it took effect. You know, at some point, whatever he that, did the did match. the right thing the match, and the right cat won the match. Okay. JJ, do you do you agree with the assessment? The right cat won the match. Yeah, I agree. But you weren't impressed with the match. It wasn't my favorite. I thought it was for both of them. I think it was kind of underwhelming. Their first match was so fucking good. It was going to be tough to top it, but we all took OJ, so we all go home winning. All right. Well, let's just keep it moving. Right, so here we go. Well, I was trying to, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Sorry. We have timeless Tony Storm going for the title against Sheeta. Uh, the entrance, of course, is fantastic. The black and white's fantastic. Um, I like the match to a point. They're shenanigans. They're humor shenanigans. So I'm a hypocrite, I guess. First shenanigan is there's a there's this plate. There's a name for this fancy plate, but I'm not rich enough to know what the fuck it means. The butler has it and gives it to her. She does pop. Uh, Sheeta in the head with it, but Sheeta does kick out. But do, do not despair. And there's another item that gets put into the trunks, the back trunks of Storm, that allows her to do the. Uh, she doesn't call the hip attack. What does she call? Rocky should know. I do not. She does that. I'm just going to call it the hip, hip attack, whatever, the butt attack. Now, this thing that she puts in the back of her pants is too long, so it ex- it is exposed <coughs> to anybody that can fucking see it. So she does the hip attack, hits Sheeta, <laughs> rolls Sheeta over. Now, the ref is counting one, two, three, but literally... The ref's angle is to Tony Storm's ass for which this silver-plated plate thing, I'm not doing it justice, I apologize, is hanging out of her pants. Very visible. And the lady referee, who normally is a stern and then beats up Karen Jarrett all the time, and I appreciate that very much. It's funny, she plays off like, well, this is an odd thing, but whatever, and raises the hand and and it stays in his shorts in front of the referee for like another five minutes as Tony does this great like acceptance of the you know first she's shocked but then does he accept and then finally as they're leaving the ring and going up the ramp the butler takes this thing out of her trunks you can't make this shit up love the match no offense to Sheeta she had no traction the crowd was mute with her. I don't know why. She is talented. She had, like, her first run was her best run because it was the longest, I guess. But I don't know. The, the crowd is not going with her at all. And there was no way that Tony Storm and, and her new timeless persona or gimmick was going was gonna to lose for this at all. And I'm going to give Tony, she did this phenomenal reversal. Sheeta was doing a body slam for which she cradled her and went to an like a Kurt Angle ankle lock. 
like a snap. Amazing. She has so much talent. Now you have people vested in her character. The sky's the limit. She won. She deserved to win. But oddly enough, oddly enough, her biggest advocate of the three of us took Sheeta. And I appreciate that very much because that gives Brock a loss. Brock, why don't you expand on this match? And why didn't you take your girl? I mean, is she going to come to the wedding? Is this what's going on? Well, I mean, I need a date for the wedding before anybody fucking uh, ties in. So, you know what I mean? You got to lock that shit in. But here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love seeing my boo succeed. You know what I mean? And she's definitely done major changes to herself to, to make herself succeed again here in AEW. On top of what was originally already a fucking great character. She's 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 doubled down and changed it up and done a great job. But I didn't see any reason like to you know what I'm saying? Like this is what I don't like because now we talk we were talking about another title earlier and the flippy floppies of it being fucking constantly going back and forth is what diminishes the title. It doesn't enhance it. So the fact that she she had just won that shit not too long ago for her to lose it already. It's bullshit, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And even though what you guys have said, yeah, Sheeta is boring as fuck. She's not as great as anybody thinks. All those things about her are true. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have put it on her again if if, if I was if it was me. But was the fact of the matter movie. was that it was on her and to instantly remove her off the championship is fucking, it's bad form as one Captain James T. Hook would say. (laughs) Bad form. Bad form. With that being said, congratulations. Hope done, man. You know what I mean? We're talking about my boo. I gotta give it a few minutes. Don't pause. Don't pause so long. Well, you know what I'm saying? I gotta pause for effect. So, that being said, for my boo, you know what I mean? Like, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Even though the fucking shenanigans was ridiculous, and you have to be a blind referee to have not noticed what the fuck was going on. Dude. But whatevs. The funniest part was that the ref had caught the first thing. It was a shoe. Yes, it was the shoes. She caught, oh, that's she took right. One shoe out of Tony's hand, but Tony had the other one in her in her butt and hit her with it. Which is a great fucking she sneaky moved. move. What that was her. Hey, you know what? She forewarned her. I thought that that was brilliant. Head up, tits out, and watch out for the shoe. Uh, I everybody knows I am not a Tony Storm fan, but I am loving this for her. I think it is brilliant. I think she is freaking rocking it. I personally feel they needed to do that title change, um, just because. When Tony had it, she elevated it, in my opinion. When when her and um Britt Baker, Britt Baker, they were elevating the fucking title. Everybody else, even the other girl that was with Britt, I none of them made that. Oh, title. I like Jamie Hayter. None of them made the title anything. Um. So I I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad that they did it, and I'm glad that they built her to be. 
the one to win it. Built her character to make her better at it. Oh, I, I, again, I, I talked to Brock after the fact, shocked that uh, that was not his pick, but I appreciated it very much. I don't know, both. Let me write in. All my booze done played me this week. You know what I mean? Dude, you did. You got you got super played here. But you know, let's I know it's not the next match, but let's get into it anyway, just because we're already talking about it. Uh that's okay no, with hold you. On. My notes don't go that way. Huh? Okay. My notes don't go that way. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. Go. I'm sorry. Um, because and it's funny because I was gonna say I felt the same exact way about the um we have a three-way, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, Hart, we have Sky Blue, and we have Chris Statlander. Continue. I, I truly thought be nice. Chris Statlander did nothing for this belt this time around. Her first time having it, yeah, she, she gave it some clout and a name to it. But this time around, no. I, I absolutely think she was trash for it. Her And I don't know if she's got just bad ring rust still. But she's nowhere near as good as what she used to be in the ring, and I'm glad. That's for me, man. That's. I'm glad that they gave it to. Uh, Julia. Hart. The little girl, yeah. To, to the girl Julia Hart. That we chose Julia. And she, the girl's got no butt, though. Jesus Christ, she has no ass. Brock, since she brought up your booze, the hell's going on? What? Oh, so, so well, I mean, you guys probably didn't hear it, but for some reason, my the my music kicked on, and all I'm hearing is "Let's put it all together." And I'm thinking Scuba <laughs> Steve was playing some bullshit. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" No, that's your bullshit, motherfucker. <laughs> but okay, rip off song from Marvin Gaye or something. Your phone got romantical for you. I guess. Well, so here's here's the thing. You know what I mean? Right um, For one, Chris Statlander never had the TBS title before, so this correct. is her first one. I did not want to it. correct that, but yes. Oh, I thought she did have No, it. there's only been one other champion. One. Oh, I swore she had it at some point. Nope. Yeah, no, Jay Cargill was the Brock, first champion. I'm glad you corrected her because I wasn't going to. Ah, okay, well. So that being said, um, well, her so, I mean, and, and once again, I, I don't know if, how much of that is her fault versus the booking's fault. Um, if you ask me, not that Julia Hart was not deserving of it, but I, I just felt it was too soon. Well, and if that says anything, I mean, I thought she was a champion. So, I mean, obviously I had high expectations or higher thoughts of her. To think that she was a champion. So to me, that the fact that I don't know. I yeah, don't... but she just hasn't been. She hasn't been um, a major player most like of, that. Most for... of her matches were on dark and stuff like that. So you didn't see her. I, I, I took and then and then she. You know, I hope she. Pre- I hope she thanks her lucky stars. For the House of Black, because it it wasn't until she moved made that transition to the House of Black that she became somebody that was okay. We got to look at this bitch because she's going to be somebody, and she definitely during the last couple of weeks has definitely built up 
uh, uh, a reputation and made herself look good. So it's not to the point where when she won, it's not like, how the fuck did Julia Hart fucking win this title? It was just like, oh shit, Julia Hart don't won this title. Hold on, babe. You said that her matches were in dark. Whose matches? A, a lot of Hart's early matches. Okay. Now they got rid of they got rid of A E Dark. And I think that was stupid as fuck. But that's where she got she started. that's why it was interesting when she had Statlander one on one in the last pay per view and oh she's won twenty four in a row or something like that. It's like, are you fucking t- I haven't seen her twenty four times. A lot of it was dark. Secondly, Brock, you, you make a great comment for which came up in the after press conference where they asked her, hey, the storyline with you being basically a cheerleader for the Hollywood Blondes with um, the two doofuses, uh, Pillman and his partner, versus now. And she goes, well, no, you know, no offense to them, but now I'm at a point with the talent level point of, of training with certain people where and now I'm in the ring with better people, so I have to get better, or I'm on the wayside. I'm done. So they did ask her about that, Brock, as far as the character change, and she gives all the credit to House of Black as far as, as that's concerned. So, uh, but uh, again, I was I I took Storm based on storyline. I would not have been surprised, and I think Brock, you said this too. Sky Blue could have snuck in. And, and taking it, but nope, it was uh, it was hard. The one thing I will say, this yeah, and I don't like the fact that so that fucking she fucking that you know they had that point where Sky Blue was trying to fucking like team up with Julia, and and she yep. got played and shit. I was like, oh man, they just tried my boo. Yeah, but uh, I thought the match started slow as fuck. It built up and got better as it went on, but my lord, man, you know, it, it, and like you said, they did some teaming, Hart and um, Sky Blue, and like you said, Sky Blue held out the hand. Hart goes, "Fuck you, you're out," and she won the title. So, good job for Hart, youngest champion they've ever had. Even I mean, again, we're talking about a company that's four years old or so. But I didn't mind the match. I didn't mind the outcome. Uh, I think it helps the House of Black, and we're going to talk about it later because they had a bad, they had a bad, bad night. All right, so the next match is what some people are saying is the match of the night and could be one of the best death matches of all time. We're going Swerve and Hangman. Okay, I'm going to start this one because I love the start of this one. When somebody goes through somebody's home invades their property, invades their personal space, whatever, your safe place. What do you want to do? You want to fucking kill them. So on uh, Collision prior, they had a face-to-face and they could not touch one another. And or Last week when you know, unfortunately he assaulted Prince Nana and I will not forgive you for that, by the way. Hangman. They did a great thing during the Zero Hour, and I'd seen it on YouTube prior to where the night before uh, excuse me, on Friday night, Swerve was at an independent wrestling event in the area, and Hangman showed up and fucked him up. Uh, fucked up Nana first, Nana tried to get in the way, and then and then he fucked Swerve up. That's storytelling, that's building, because that guy was in your fucking home. He comes out right away and just mauls, totally mauls Swerve. I'm going to say for the first 10 minutes, 
including the use of a staple gun. He duct taped Swear's hands together. I was like, are you going to kidnap the motherfucker? Is that a kidnapping match? I don't know. But then he starts using a staple gun. And then the odd thing, which is totally disgusting in my opinion, uh, Swerve is like John Moxley on a holiday. He is bleeding out of his ass here. He is gushing. And I guess uh, Hangman was thirsty because he decided that he as that was, so- was dripping, he was going to drink it. I don't fucking understand this. I, I, I don't. But Unless you know absolutely it's it's like stage blood, then there's no fucking way in hell. Dude, uh, 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 fuck that shit. That's just dude, not- I don't know, man. If it's like a if it's like a, a fruit Hawaiian punch, man, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in with that. But match, the, I it looked like it was going to be a squash early on. Swerve comes back. He starts fucking up, Hangman. Uh, so there's some notes here that I love. So Cage, the machine, Brian Cage, not Christian Cage. He comes in, starts fucking up Paige for a little bit, but Paige decides he's going to wrap around a little barbed wire and do a, do his buckshot that pretty much takes care of the machine. Nana gets in the ring, thinks he's going to go ahead and put a chair to the back of Hangman. Hangman catches him. As he catches him, Nana thinks the best way to evade attack is to dance, which I thought was brilliant, but it didn't work. Hangman does what does he call it? Uh, Brock the black, uh, the 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 red eye or something. Basically, it's it's a it's a tombstone. Yet it's on the back, and he does this from the ring apron to the table on Nana. Nana, Nana he's not a wrestler. He's not in shape. He doesn't look athletic whatsoever. No offense, sir. This is just fucking amazing. But what it does do, it gives his man swerve time. To for a second time introduce a cinder block which explodes on the back of Hangman. Then he hangs the Hangman, which is a reference to one of the first Texas death matches Hangman had with Moxley. And he gets the 10 counts and then falls in exhaustion, and the match is over. Now the only better spot was during the match. Hangman does again a buckshot with some barbed wire on and a, and a pod driver on to Swerve. Swerve is not going to get up by 10. So what uh, Nana does, he pulls him out of the ring, which makes him stand on his own two feet, which breaks the 10 count. Genius. Also, he starts dancing in front of Swerve. To hopefully get Swerve's juices flowing. And I guess it works. Swerve takes the W. This match was psychotic, idiotic, and we all lost it. Because we all figured since Swerve won the first one, Hangman won the second. Uh-uh. Swerve takes the W. We all take the loss. Brock, I can't wait to hear your, your, your view on this. All right, so here's my thing about it. You know what I mean? And once again, I, I blame AEW's booking for this type of shit because, like, okay. they've they've so fucking flooded the market with fucking all these fucking grotesque and fucking hardcore matches that 
at this point, we're kind of desensitized to it. So anything that these niggas did on that fucking level, I was I was just like, fuck that, man. You know what I'm saying? For one, I wouldn't do it. And for one, that's that's overdoing it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like the staples and the fucking bullshit. The, like, they didn't need that. You know what I'm saying? You got two very talented ass fucking wrestlers who could put on a fucking great match and have all types of fucking uh, peaks and valleys and all these things without all this stupid gimmicky shit. And once again, let me fucking in bold point say that unless it was fucking fake blood, there's no fucking way that I do that fucking shit, the hangman shit. He better hope that he's not fucking dealing with Abdullah the Butcher because he would have been hepatitis C right there from the very beginning. Um, ultimately, it was a, it was though a decent match. It had very great storytelling. Um, I think the right man won. Whereas you know, Swerve Strickland could go. Even though we all took Hangman, right? Swerve Strickland is the is the one that I can see going very very Please. big places. Please to to mock to mock the gentleman that unfortunately. Lost on SmackDown to the moon. We will they pull the fucking trigger on this guy. What else does he have to do? What does he have to prove? JJ. Um I thought it was fucking nasty and gross and so great. It was disgusting. Um uh, the dark side. It was just, it was too much for me. It was just. So now you're, you, you felt, even though it was a Texas death match, that it was too much. It was definitely way too much. Kind of the name. And, yeah. Um, Super too much. But it's like, it's like Brock said, you know, it, it was, it's been oversaturated. So they yeah. go with that fucking psychotic bullshit that they did. Um, so. It's kind of like, oh my god, you know. Um, I'm so glad, and it's funny because I know at the beginning of the match we both said we really hope he wins, you know, uh, even though we both bet against him. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I know myself. I think all of us might have said the same thing. Heyman's probably gonna win, but. We don't mind losing, so I lost it. I don't mind, so right. I, I am a okay with it. Um, as far as the over the top shit, some of it I didn't mind. You know, the center block thing that the hanging thing was relevant based on Hangman's text. Like they they said repetitively, this is the third Texas death match, and Hangman's won them all. So you know, kind of reference the first one was was something, but yeah, it just well, it was you like know, any. Hangman, I'm sorry, baby. Hangman kept biting his head. It was like, you know, like, okay, ja, enough is enough. This is gross. It's too much. You know, it just really got too much. Yeah, no, they, I mean, that's the thing. There's a difference between hardcore and just fucking gross. Right. That's correct. The, the, I'll be honest. Didn't bother me that much. The drinking of the blood, I thought, sucked. The gushing of the blood on both of them at, at one point was terrible. But you do not fucking do a move where Nana's neck hits the fucking table. You don't fucking do that. Fuck you, Hangman. 
You don't touch Nana. What if that man can't dance next week or the week after? What the fuck am I going to do now for entertainment? It was OD the best entrance of the fucking night, though. I give it that. Oh, the ladies and stuff. And and then, did you see? I might have sent it to both of you. If I, if I didn't, I will. Where the who who's the lady uh, ref that always gets into it? Oh, you know Audrey. Aubrey. Audrey Edwards. Edwards is it Edwards. Aubrey Edwards. Yeah. Aubrey. Aubrey. For the last name's Edwards. If it's not, I'm sorry. But she was doing the Nana dance while it was playing in the back, which I thought was fucking great. And that's why she was a referee in that bitch. I don't know. But anyhow, let's keep trucking on, trucking on. And we're going to get a ladder match. A four, a four way. We got uh, LFI, which is Roosh. Oh, is it? Uh, and his, is, it's his brother in the mask, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, is it Dralistico? Uh, I always say it wrong, man. Don't make me say it. Dralistico uh, is the correct name. Yes, D R A L I S. Yes, okay. So it's them. It's FTR. It's Big Bill and Ricky Starch and the Knights of the Black Throne, which of course is uh, gonna be uh, Mr. Black and Mr. Brody King. Now, this is probably one of the most. It's gonna sound stupid to say this, but it'll make sense. Organized four-way tag team matches for I've ever fucking seen. There was not a lot of that space. There, everybody seemed to know their thing. It was, it, to me, it was very smooth. Um, but there were some spots, and in, in one where uh, Brody King took a pile driver to the ladder, and then after the fact, he was then thrown on a ladder that was bridged over top of the ring apron and the um, announce table. So, it, uh, not Harwood Cash jumped on him. The ladder didn't break, so what do you do? You do it again to see if it breaks. No, you fucking don't, and guess what? It didn't break the second time either. Dude, come on. You're going to fucking kill someone at some point. The match was really good. There was teases all over the place as far as who could win. We all took the winning team, so we're all fucking geniuses here. I wouldn't have been shocked if any of the four... Actually, the one team I didn't think had a chance was going to be Roosh. Uh, but as far as FTR, they've been champs so many times. We all took Starks and Bill because I, I don't think it's – I thought it was too early. Um, and, I mean, House of Black, I mean, they've just been running rough shots since they came back. But we do have uh, Stark and Big Bill. I did like the fact that they kind of uh, sectioned off Big Bill at a certain point against Brody. And, yeah, two big men going at it. So, uh, I did – they had – Moves where they, they, they were uh, the center of attention and they both got over each other at some point. So I, I tell you, this is, this is a great, great match. I loved it. Uh, Brock, did you love it? Did you hate it? We all took Stark, so we all won. What do you think? No, it, it really was. A, it was a really good match. And then it leads open possibilities for many more matches going forward. So it, it was... It was pretty good in, in terms of uh, what it needed to do. And, and yeah, once again, and this is the situation, you know what I'm saying? Not that, you know what I'm saying? That's what, if I'm being honest, every other tag team in this match besides Big Bill and fucking Tony Stark. Not Tony Starks, but uh, Ricky Starks. 
had a, to me was a better choice in terms of had a, a, a better pedigree to win the match be based off their fucking titles and shit. But it doesn't make sense to put titles on somebody and then immediately fucking take them off from it. it anytime that it's ever been done, it's always been really fucking whack and stupid. Hmm. JJ? It was the best match for me. Mm. I think the other night it was the best match. If I... It was uh, one of my favorites, to be honest. But I, I don't know. I like blood, guts, and gore. And I like the story that Hangman and and, uh, and Swerve told. So I think it was a tie. But for me, I go with Swerve and Hangman because the dancing, dancing Prince guy. Come on. I will say they are just—they were so good in the fucking ring. Period. They definitely deserve those props. Yes. But I think if I'm gonna pick my favorite match of the night, it was this one. Okay, I'm not gonna. Wait, 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 let me tell you something. In terms of scary ass spots, <clears throat> yeah, there were a bunch, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the Brody did one on fucking. Um, I want to say it was Jalisco, man, and you know what I mean? Like, the way that nigga's head hit the fucking the fucking ladder, I was like, oh my god. God. I saw freaking uh, Alistair Black, that's not his name anymore, what is it now? Um, Malachi. Malachi Black, oh my god. I thought he was going to die at one point. Yeah, no, it was... um, uh, Cash (laughs) Cash did a pound driver from the second rope onto a fucking ladder with a well over 300 pound king, uh, Brody, excuse me, uh, Brody King. Uh, And it took a while to break the fucking ladder. It's like, Tony, get some ladders that are like your tables, which we're going to discuss in a little bit. They're frail as fuck. These ladders, man, they they need to sell these ladders and say a 300 pound man gets pile driven. It doesn't break. You need to buy this fucking ladder. But the spots are getting we, – we've talked about it over and over again. Spots are getting scarier and scarier, and it, it ends one way. And, but- and this, is my, this is my big thing against AEW, and, and my concern for them is that, you know what I mean? Like, the way things are going, like, I, I, if you're comparing the two companies, the one thing – that you could compare them to and then say, oh, my God, is the fact that if I was going to pick one, I'd say I, I imagine somebody is going to die way sooner in an AEW match than in a WWE match, well, and, and that's hate, a fucking scary shit. Th- that is super scary shit. And, and that's saying, and unfortunately, God bless Owen Hart, there's been one, but that wasn't wrestling-oriented as far. That was, unfortunately, an equipment malfunction, depending, you know, again, there's... So I think the the caliber of which they are they are uh, wrestling is the reason we watch and the reason we love them. So it, you know, for us, it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, we're saying this, but at the same token, we're also like, yeah, give me more, give me more. You know what I mean? No, I mean, that's the thing. But for me, you know what I'm saying. I, I the, I the hardcore shit. Pound. You know what I'm saying, and things like that. I don't need all that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, a you, simple match, the way that fucking, um, that, that, that you like, the catch-as-catch-can wrestling, the chain wrestling style, you know what I'm saying? I feel like they could do that without the fucking, the, the, 
the the crazy ass shit that they're doing in these matches, and it's just as entertaining. You know, everybody's got their style. You give me Arn Anderson and a Barry Windham match. Neither one are big uh, guys off the top rope crap, but I I will sit there and I'll watch that and repetitive. I don't give a fuck. That's me, but I don't mind the high flying. Of course, I don't say I, you know I'm not a I don't know a Jim Cornette, but I do love Jim Cornette by the way. Uh, but I'm not a guy that's gonna be a fuddy duddy if somebody's gonna do the flippity doo dots. That that just again. We talked, you talked about it actually. Is this a male soap opera? It is. It is a male soap opera with people that can do flippy doo doo dies no matter what their size is and not kill another human being. But they are pushing this envelope to the point that it is fucking scary, in my opinion. Now, these are top notch athletes. I understand that. But you're talking about someone, if, if you miss it by an inch and a half, something serious could happen, which I hope never fucking happens ever again. But it could. No, and you look at you look I at mean, uh, something yeah. like the that, that recently happened, which was the the Ray Mysterio versus Logan Paul shit. Oh Jesus! Where it, it wasn't even a fucking uh, a dangerous spot like that. Like he was just doing a normal spot, and then one guy had to recalibrate because both of them were both calibrated off run, and luckily the one guy had the fucking the fast twitch gene in him to say. All right, let me go. I could go grab this thing and barely fucking save his life so that he doesn't fucking land on his head to whereas these niggas are doing things that, you know what I mean? Like I don't know that you didn't fucking break his neck doing it. Well, look at, uh, was it, we talked about last week. Was it, is it Darius Martin? How many injuries has that dude had? Now, not life-threatening. I'm not saying that. But this guy can't stay healthy for six months based on what he does right now. It's not, I'm not his dad. I'm not here somebody tell you you can't do it, but, you know, there has to be this period of time like, okay, dude, I can do this spot, not that spot. Secondly, you hate Logan Paul. You don't, you don't hate, like, you like him or not, but I will give him a ton of credit. And it was JJ, I think, that sent me the thing, if I'm not mistaken, off TikTok. When he took the interview, they said, hey, you're a hero. You saved, on his own show, the guys are sitting there fluffing him up. And he goes, I'll be honest with both of you. I'm not a hero. He goes, I was off by a little where I was standing. He was he was more off because normally he gets more spring. But I was off too. So, you know, you can tell, tell me I'm a hero and I saved his life, which and, – and they had the picture behind him showing exactly where Mysterio's head stopped and where the mat was when he caught him. And he goes, but it was also partly my fault because I was like maybe a foot too back than I should have been. I got to give that that guy. I mean, I, I'm not a fan. You guys know that. I can't stand his arrogant ass. But to sit there and not just immediately take all these accolades that everyone is saying and say, you know what? I also was a love. But again, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to be that far off if, to something to seriously fucking happen. So uh, please, AEW. I know you're trying to you're trying to skyrocket the ratings, but for God's sake, for what for what ending? I mean, stop it. All right. So we got to wait two seconds. And then it goes to what, what fucking Triple H did. <laughs> like, we were talking about the saturation of these fucking, these hardcore matches and shit. You know what I mean? This is why Triple H deaded the fucking Hell in the Cell pay-per-view <laughs> and things like that. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a point that 
these things should be saved for the ultimate feuds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Those feuds that we only it. give it. You know what I mean? Like AEW is like everything is like that. You know what I mean? Every feud is like that. Especially with Jericho. Jericho has a fucking stadium stampede every fucking other fucking week and shit. Well, let's go back to the Swerve Hangman. I hope this is over. Like, it's, I think all of us said Hangman. I know I did, for example. I'll say that I thought it would lead to a third match, but where do you go from a Texas death, death match? Like, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna wrestle in a pit of cobras and see what happens. Well, really, if they were smart, the the smartest thing that they could do is the third match, make it for a fucking world title shot. I'll go with that because I hope that the same result happens and Strickland gets a fucking world title shot that he I think he deserves. Oh, absolutely, man! Of the two, you know what I mean, and and the Hangman. Once again, I don't dislike Hangman like like Double J does. I just feel like I I think he would do he would be better suited for WWE. I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I am. I'm gonna totally agree. But uh, so we have two more matches to talk about in this pay per view. Okay, we're gonna start with the um, four guys I respect the fuck out of, grew up with, especially one of them. but I'm I'm gonna say this was the shit of the night, and it was the Young Bucks versus the Golden Jets. You grew they, up with them. Well, Jericho. I mean, I'm 51, but Jericho's 50 something. I, I remember oh, but I, oh, okay. Nigga, no, I, I thought he, you, I watched him in Stampede way back. I thought you literally made you grew up old. with the nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, for real school. Well, Steve? he did train in Tampa, at Wesley Chapel near my Walgreens, where I met. Uh, I actually met Jim the, the Anvil Nightheart twice. Had long conversations. I think he hated me because I wouldn't let him leave. But anyway, <laughs> who knew, right? Um, so we, too. What's that? You met Rocky Johnson there, too. Uh, yes. I, no, that was the Wargames and Sefner. Uh, Rocky Johnson, uh, the Rock's dad, used to deliver liquor here in Tampa. And he used to deliver to my Walgreens. And he is another one that um, – now, this is before his son even got on the, on the scene. I used to talk about him and uh, Tony Atlas. Of course, they were the very first African-American uh, tie team champions. But I, I, I felt bad for him. Like I liked him, but I was more familiar with Tony Atlas because he started Mid-Atlantic when I was a kid in Virginia. But, uh, yeah, he was he was fun to talk to. But it got to a point like, sir, I've got more deliveries. Like, sorry, man, my bad. Go, go, go. Come back. All right, so anyway, so let's, uh, let's talk. Um, I was not impressed with this match whatsoever. The Young Bucks and Jericho, we all got wrong. We all thought the Bucks would take it. Um, there was some spots in it that were decent. Uh, and, like, there was an instance for which early on everybody wanted to be cordial and shake hands, kiss babies. Um, and then it got to a point where uh, Jericho was about to physically beat the fuck out of one of the Young Bucks in the corner. And Kenny stopped him. So then I'm like, okay. And if you listen to the last show, I actually thought that Bucks would win, and I did think Kenny would turn. Kenny also te- te- teases a heel turn at the end of the match where he's got a shot of doing a V-trigger against one of the Jacksons or Hangman. And, of course, if you followed him in New Japan, he was the cleaner, man. He put that he put the little finger gun, and boom, and you were done. He originally put it to Hangman. Everybody's like, oh, shit. Nope. Then he put it to the Jackson and took him out. So we do have the Golden Jets beating – uh, the Young Bucks, they get the Young Bucks number one title shot. Afterwards, the Young Bucks do a temper tantrum to and essentially, like, pretty much continue the heel turn. 
Um, I, I thought the match sucked. Um, Brock, what'd you think? Uh, you know, it sucked is a strong word. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that it lived too high. (laughs) Exactly. It it did not live up to expectations. Um, but that's because everything about the fucking match didn't make sense to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, why? Was this happening? What the fuck is going on with the elite? It, you don't mean like. And why was Dad has... Don Callis announcing? Why the fuck was he announcing? And then you know what I mean. And it, at the end, you know, what I'm saying this nigga Kenny is trying to you know shake hands with them niggas and they're being all fucking bullshitty. I don't understand why a fucking young bucks heel turn was so necessary to these motherfuckers. Maybe the. The only thing that I can see is that the Young Bucks was getting tired and they said, man, I'd rather be a heel so let me, so we can go fuck with people. They make good heels, though. They really do. They really are better heels. I don't know if they're better heels. They're just good heels. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know what I mean? Either way, they're, they're, they're a fucking talented-ass tag team that doesn't need to fucking flippy-floppy at this point in their career. At the same time, you know, four fucking talented ass niggas. Jericho rose always rises to the occasion as much as we talk shit about him. You know what I'm saying? He never looks fucking slippy sloppy in a fucking match. He does his thing. So if you're uh, nuts, you need to take um Stop it. What's his name too and get him both actually because now they both look like old lady. Who's that? That haircut is not doing um What's his name? Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, any favors at all? <laughs> Wait, fuck. But, but, I mean, this is what this is what is uh, sponsored by Vidal Sassoon. Like, what the this fuck is what's known as the the Canadian Chew Mullet. <laughs> <laughs> you did not. No. 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 <laughs> not accepting that. It's- uh, but uh, yeah, no. There's a lot of cats that you know what I'm saying. That you know, somebody needs to fucking uh, 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 look at these niggas and say, no, you not no, that fucking haircut as well. And so you know, but you talk about all right, your dude from fucking um, oh man, what was um, Osprey's group? The Aussie Open. Aussie Open, dude. You're talking about um, the the guy the- that's in Don Callis now. Yeah, no, no, the other Davis, one. the big guy, Davis. No, the other cat, yeah, the yeah, uncle Davis. looking nigga, you know what I'm saying? That nigga, okay, that's one. Jericho, Wheeler Yuta, Sami Zayn. Hold on, didn't, didn't you think Hobbs? Oh, my Hobbs. God. All right, well, I think, Hobbs, your hair is phenomenal. A lot of but cats Rob, need Rob, fucking Rob's haircuts. Is the following. Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. Well, yeah, he cleaned up a little bit when he went to NXT. I haven't seen him in NXT. And I got to check it out. But oh he had God. a fucking His horrible side, mullet. Like, so he has a beard, but the goatee is lighter than the sides of the beard. It looks painted. But anyway, let's talk about the final match here so we can get on to uh, the, the next thing. All right, so we're going to have... There's more things? Raw? Oh, all right. Or do you want oh, to wait yeah, for let's. After? No, I want to talk about Raw for yeah. sure. All right, so let's. Uh, Brock and I. 
Hold on, give me one second. All right, so we're going to talk about the the main event. Now, again, we've already uh, talked about earlier. It is going to be Adam Cole Bay Bay against Jay White. Well, let's be honest. Even if Adam Cole is 100%, Jay White has a fantastic record against him. So, and also, the man, as he mentioned earlier, took his ass out. No, there was there, – okay, so – there was nothing about this fucking shit that made anybody on the earth believe earth. that Adam earth. Cole was gonna fucking wrestle that night. And then uh, it's insulting can I, can I say something though. Here's what I thought was gonna happen. I thought it was a ruse. I thought we all got worked. I thought Adam Cole would take the boot off. When that happened. I'm like that, or the no, devil like, you know, quote was gonna attack. I super, the devil would like, attack. That's you know what I mean. That's super. Dude, we've all talked about that being a work. We all three have. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like they, I, there was nothing about that shit that made me say, especially, don't let him take my title, Adam. Promise, promise, please. I was like, get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. He's gonna be back before the end of the night. Guarantee. Oh, come on. How many times yeah, how many pay-per-views have you seen that? And because that we know and that, you know say the fact that you know say us being marks the way that we are is that we do the research behind the scenes and we watch the shit to find out what's going on. We know that this nigga was legitimately hurt and had just had ankle surgery maybe a month prior, uh, if that. So there was no way on earth that he was gonna get into that ring and wrestle. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. The only way I saw it was the whole thing, because the only X-rays we ever saw was from Britt Baker's X page twelve. Uh, not excuse me, Twitter. No, nah, my nigga, X-ray. I've seen a lot of other shit. I don't know what you're paying attention to, but I've known well, for a fact that he was really hurt. I, I, you know, what I'm saying either way, ain't nothing wrong with Stover. So we start we start the match, which is hilarious. Cole, now here's what I thought was funny. Cole, who could not get himself in the ring to save MJF with having two crutches. Right. He gets in the ring kind of okay with two crutches against Jay White. <laughs> uh, and I'm kind of like, uh, that's interesting as fuck. Like uh, I was so, telling I was you know what I was telling uh the tribal moms that, that you know what I'm saying that that very thing that I was like, yo, um they need to hire somebody to be in charge of continuity. So that you know what I'm saying, like shit like that doesn't fucking happen, you know what I mean? I agree, because that that was my thought process. Like his BFS, his bro Chacho, is getting killed. He knows he's got a world championship match later, but all he knew was, ah, oh, ooh, ah. Come on, man. This is great. Come on, buddy. You got this. Nope. But, but, okay, if they're doing what we, I, I think we all think they're doing, because let's talk about the match. He had those moments where he, you know, went to give him the belt. And the other guy got it. Jay White got it. He went to give him. Thank you, baby. 
He went to give him the ring, and Jay White got it. Oh, so we're getting right into the match here. Okay, you go but ahead. I think the whole here's your take. Just, I don't know if the the nuances are a little too small and mixing, or it's just I don't know. No, and then you know, say to to make things worse, to make matters worse. When the uh, the night before, where uh, Jay White was talking all that shit, and this nigga came out and he was fucking niggas up, and he had the belt in his fucking hands, and instead of running the fuck out of the ring like a smart person, I got my belt, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He stood there, and them niggas, all them niggas, whooped his ass, and then fucking uh, took the belt back. You know what I mean? So he didn't get his fucking shit. And yeah, okay, the, the payoff was for him to finally get it back at this pay-per-view, but then don't do that. You know what I mean? Like that's stupid. Don't give him the fucking belt. And like a it, and matter of fact, that he had been given the fucking thing that prior to that, he was like, nah, I'm not going out there because I'm not stupid like these other marks that doesn't that, that can't count, right? That, that those were his words on another fucking promo about another fucking thing that he wasn't going to go out and do anything because he didn't want the fucking, the, to have to fucking, uh, he wasn't dumb enough to, to, to face more than one cat by himself. Now, but yet, you're stupid enough to fucking, once you have the belt in your hand, to instead of running the fuck off with it, you're going to stay there and get your ass beat. What? Was it was that not clear? JJ? What? You have nothing to say to that comment? No, I, I I actually agree with it. It's kinda like there's too much stupidity that happens that it's kinda like come on man. Come I'm on man. You on this shit, you know, but you're making it hard on me, you know? No, that, that, that's for real, like you know, what I'm saying? there's a certain the, the 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 scientific principles called the suspension of disbelief, right? <laughs> that's what that's what allows us to fucking watch movies without questioning it too much. And wrestling is the the ultimate suspension of disbelief. I, no, but you know, say. When you make it fucking hard for us like that, you know, like just like she just said, come on, man, you know, what I mean? like you're gonna make it hard for us to fucking do it, like it's like again, our our boy from Walcott says all the time, it's like it's like re- there's wrestling math, and then there's real math. Wrestling math says me one person, I'm a hero, can jump in the ring against three or more evil people and win. No, you don't, bitch. Get your ass beat every fucking time. You're welcome. No, and it's like the thing that you sent me with the little gopher that he was. Yes. This is how every wrestler fucking. Yeah, the cutest fucking thing that. Goes for the tag. Yeah, it was funny as fuck, but you know what I mean? It, it's real as shit ever. You know what I mean? That's how long it takes. And it's on purpose, and, you know, no wrestler could, could climb a ladder the way a normal cat would. You know what I mean? Dude, my so there's certain things that you that do. Just, faster. You know what I mean? So. But, like, don't make it so fucking flagrant and shit like that that, you know, 
that's the problem. And how much we talked about this in the last month or two, if not more, the referees. Like, I can see you grab this person. Yeah, and think about it. What's funny in contrast is how much we fucking hate a uh, NFL referee for catching everything. Like, fuck, nigga, man. Like, you know, it, nobody saw that, bro. Nothing happened. Like, stop fucking calling that shit. But yet, the field, man. Shit. But yeah, these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, you can do shit right in front of them. This bitch could have a pan in her ass the whole like the last like five minutes of the match, and yet it the really fucking was. referee didn't see it. <laughs> it really was, anyway. So, so I'm going to apologize. I, I had to take a pause the cause myself, so I'm not really sure how far along we got. JJ, did you explain your opinion to this match? You you were on it. I left. I'm back. Did you finish your opinion about the MGF match? I did not even start it. Oh, you just, y'all went left hard, didn't you? See it happens? Unfortunately, pause the cause, and I'm sorry, Mother Nature called, buddy. All right, so MJ, you want to run? Or JJ, excuse me, MJ, JJ. You want to run with this? <laughs> um, Hit it. Uh, no, what'd you think about the match? Start us off. I mean, I, I honestly, it, it, it wasn't my favorite. I feel like Jay White didn't put his best show on. You know, badass show. So, kind of like, what? okay. Oh, no. All right. I'm going to jump in because I'm, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. And there's a couple things here. I could totally disagree with her, but go ahead. Well, you, you don't have to live with her, dude. So, I'm going to slightly disagree. Maybe over Turkey, maybe we can talk about, oh, your, your opinion sucks. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, First of all, I thought the I thought the premise was you said it stupid as fuck. I think it should have been better where you didn't know, and then you because when Adam Cole hit the ring and you hear you actually over the loudspeaker heard the uh, ambulance, right? Because like even Adam Cole's like what what what, and this is after Jay White is is basically teasing Adam Cole. He lays on his own back. He goes, "Come on, come on, come pin me." Because he knows he's hurt. So then you hear the ambulance. I thought the I thought what they should have done was the old school ten count. You know, Jay's like, count it, let's go. And then you have the the ambulance. But whatever, that's just me. I'm old. My I have several issues here. First of all, well, I thought with I thought this was uh, Brock, I'm surprised you didn't jump on this one. This is almost an old school eighties match early on because MGF comes out, he steals the uh he steals the ambulance. The funny part was if you notice, do you notice he couldn't get out of it at first? Like he's there, he parks it, and he keeps trying he to get couldn't the open the door. Open. Yeah. He couldn't open the fucking door. It's again minuscule. I thought it was funny. Actually, I thought it was funny. I think it was bad, I thought it was funny as hell. Um, I was waiting for him to start slamming the window, like, somebody let me the fuck out. So he gets out there and he 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 saves his brochacho, if you will. And he's selling the hell out of the he I'll give him a lot of credit. He sold the injury consistently. There were spots here and there, but consistently. But then um he gets in there and, and I love the fact, old school wise, he had the guns on one side over by the announcers. And he would throw MGF out in front of him. 
And then he would grab the referee, and the referee would admonish him, like, don't grab me. As he's doing that, they beat the fuck out of MJF. And then when he turns around, the guns are like, well, I don't know. This is totally 80s. Loved it. I'm old. I love that shit. But he finally caught him. Finally caught him and threw him out. What happens 15 minutes later? They're back. If you throw somebody out and they come back to the fucking ring, you that guy should be Jay White should have been DQ'd immediately. I threw your boys out, they came back. Fuck them. They're gone. So that irritated me. But I'm gonna tell you what. One of the moves of the night here. Now I didn't I, I it's it was amazing in my opinion. Switchblade is on the outside. He's on the ring apron. MGF runs at him, jumps over the fucking top rope. This is MGF. He's not really a, a diver jumper. And does a cutter onto the floor, onto the mat. They, they, they have matting. I don't think I've ever fucking seen that. That was so impressive to me that he... he, he now, this is where he didn't sell the leg injury, of course. But he jumps over the top and does a cutter on a Jay White. So, at the end of the day, MJF retains. Jay White loses. I don't know if this makes Jay White look weak or not. I'm not sure. Uh, the match quality itself, uh, and, and I'm hypocritical because I love Jay White over New Japan. Where, And I'm not saying MJF can't work. But this was not to the standard, in my opinion, that a Jay White match usually is. So I'm going to agree with uh, JJ a little bit on that part. Uh, but the match itself, I thought was was interesting. It was solid. It was a lot of old school selling. And again, like JJ said, you know, Adam Cole kind of left it open, kind of like honestly, Rey Mysterio and uh, Escobar. Like he left the nunchucks there. Well, Adam Cole left the ring there. Adam Cole tried to give the belt and fucked it up. So it wasn't as obvious, but still. I thought the match was solid. Uh, the cutter alone, I think, was fantastic. But, uh, Brock, what did you think? I mean, the match itself is definitely dope. You know what I mean? And um, I mean, I don't I – thought, I thought that Switch uh, – Switchblade did everything that he could have done to try to win that match. But, you know what I mean? He didn't come up with the victory. Everything about it seemed legit to me. You know what I mean? I wasn't uh, upset. Do you think it was a knockout happen. switch? Do you think it was a as a, as a No, fan? because, you know what I mean? I think the knock on switch was the whole bullshit that he did before that shit. Was stealing the belt and doing all that shit. He didn't have to do that. Steal, baby. That's heal, baby. But no, but still, like it didn't need all that fucking booking. You know what I mean? That's why the fucking the 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 Adam Cole shit was absolutely ridiculous. Like oh, it, it that, didn't need that. I didn't understand. Like I said, it, it didn't need anything. It didn't need any of those things. All it needed was the fucking two cats to come out and wrestle the match that they wrestled, which I thought was a fucking very good match. Ups and downs both ways. You know what I'm saying? You thought it was gonna, you know. It could have gone either way several different times, but yet predictably, but not I, totally I, predictably, this nigga fucking won. So what you're saying is it was predictable he won, but how he won was not predictable. Is that what you're kind of saying? 
But you no, know, what I'm trying to say is that you know it, it was predictable to us that he was going to win. But there was very many times at that during that match that we could have easily said, "Oh shit, we were wrong." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, he had his like a crossroads, but he is finisher, and and and, and uh, I thought it was done. But so JJ, what are you thinking? Talk to us. Uh, no, I, I I don't mind the whole steel belt thing because it gave you a story to why he was gonna, you know, why um what his name was going to take it even more serious. You know what I mean? Had, he had to have a reason to be serious about the match. And he Why wanted, so serious? You know? But right, but what I'm saying is it didn't, you didn't have to have anything else before that then if that was the case. What do you mean? What before that? The, the, the Adam Cole stuff. Yeah. The Adam Cole stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Adam Cole stuff, honey. Yeah, but but I, I at the same time, weird. like at the same time, I think the fucking the you know, it, 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 it yeah, it added some. But it, Jay White doesn't need that. You know what I'm saying? Jay White doesn't need the fucking the the, the oh I stole the belt, so that's why we're you know Jay White is just a fucking is a world class athlete and it should be treated as such. And as as soon as you as soon as he gets a title shot. He's a threat. That's all you need, really. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Is that this guy is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and mm-hmm. now he's coming after you. That's mm-hmm. a threat. You know what I'm saying? That's all the buildup that this match really needed, but they added all in that all that other stupid shit that kind of fucking took away. It's because they're trying to that make that match baby face. They feel they have to overdo it to make MGF a baby face, but they don't. People cheered him as the devil. And JJ, please go. I I jumped the gun. Please. I was going to say, a lot of us know him from what he's done in New Japan, but I mean, considering. But okay, but let's 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 be realistic here for a second. The fans of AEW are not like WWE fans that they don't like WWE fans know WWE and don't even fucking process another fucking company. Hey, 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 hey. An AEW fan absolutely knows what Japan New Japan is. They absolutely know what fucking uh TNA is. So these are not new people for any of these people. No. And 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 to give you to show you that you're wrong is when Shinsuke Nakamura came to NXT, everybody knew who the fuck he was because the people who follow wrestling like like we do, they know. I didn't know anything about any of them. About well, because you're not. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You're you're just getting into this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've always, like, you've had your, your little toes in the pool and shit, like, oh, this is wonderful. You know what I'm saying? But it isn't until now that somebody just pushed you from the back and dunk you all the way into the pool. But if you ask Scuba Steve, you know what I mean? When, he, when, when Shinsuke Nakamura came to <laughs> NXT, he already knew who the fuck Shinsuke Nakamura was. Fuck yeah, dude. He was fantastic, bro. So you know what I mean the a the 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 typical AEW fan, I would say already knows who 
New Japan, what New Japan you is, and that, things like you that. You can't assume that. You really. Can't. I think we really can. I think with this company, we really can because that's that's the, the 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 swelling that it. Remember that the three to four of the fucking mainstays who uh, the VPs who started this company were from New Japan. And again, I didn't know that. I didn't start watching AEW until right, but because your fucking your your brother and your fucking uh man fucking were into wrestling. This is how the you were fucking uh yeet. You were forged by fire into this fucking shit. <laughs> exactly, but that's that point. was fucking. But you're not that. But I don't think you're the average fan of AEW. You're the the the, the people that they're looking to get. You're the exact target audience that AEW is trying to get. That cat that knows a little bit about wrestling, but wants something different than WWE. That's who they're trying to get more to watch their fucking product. But the 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 people that kept this fucking company afloat so that they could do that are people like me and Scuba Steve who know about all companies throughout the world. And that's what makes them so dope. And that's why they do the things that they do. Because they know that there's fucking people like me and Scuba Steve that do that shit that would be like, oh man, it would be so dope if these two companies would fucking clash and do these things. Forbidden Door was like a fucking wrestling nerd's wet dream. Oh, it's Jesus, like, Jesus, dude. Ew. Ew. Yeet. Yeet. Right, speaking of yeet. Stop using yeet wrong. So stop it. Foo yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, are we right, gonna raw. raw tonight, or are we gonna do it? Let's do it tonight. Fuck it, we're here. Brock, I'm okay. Yeah, was, yeah. Well, that way we only get, we only have to do uh, whenever we end up doing it. All we have to do is gonna be uh, AEW on Wednesday, and then the predictions. So it'd be a quickie. And honestly, based on the show, this should be a quickie too. So. Speed of quickies. Drew quickly went heel. Or did he? Raw starts off with Drew explaining himself. And basically his only excuse of doing what he's done is that he feels the bloodline slash Jey Uso crossing the world title when Clash of the uh, Castle occurred. He goes through a long humana, 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 basically saying that, well, your family, Jay, cost me my moment in front of my family. So, fuck you. But he also does reiterate the fact that um, he's not a member of Judgment Day. Yet. So, Jey Uso comes up and out of nowhere here behind Drew is Judgment Day. And that brings out, of course, Sammy. And it brings out Seth. And it brings out Cody. But to uh, JJ's pleasant surprise, Cody does not get on the mic this, this whole show, and she's cool with that. So then it ends up kind of just being a face-off, and of course, I tell you what, Adam Pierce comes out of nowhere and says, ah, this ain't fucking happening. A, each team is going to choose their uh, opponent as far as like, they're going to choose their person to face the other team to determine who gets the advantage in the war games, but also tells uh, Cody and the boys, um, 
we also need to know by the end of the show, who is your fifth guy? So, you want to talk about it? We're just going to keep chucking. Keep chucking. Uh, well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, wait. hit so, it. Hey, I said y'all. There's a few things that that I want to fucking point out. First is that the, the Drew McIntyre sucks. Flippy floppiness, you know what I mean? Like, bro, no, you the fuck man, is... I like what he's doing. No, take, bro, I mean, take a hard left or take a hard right. And why are you singling out just one member of these fucking, oh. like, five or six cats that fucking fucked with you and say, oh, Jay Uso is my, but fuck you, man, you know what I mean? That's exactly what JJ said. And... Fuck you with that bullshit, man. Um, solo. It was Solo Sokoa. Right, you know, if anything, that would be the one that you should fucking hate, not fucking this thing. Well, they did fuck it. Now, hold on. The Usos did fuck him up in the lead-in. Let's be honest. It was a bunch of three-on-one. But still, but to hold the fucking grudge against this one particular cat like that is like, that's OD, you know what I mean? JJ mentioned it, and I totally agree with her. She's right. She's absolutely correct. And so, there's there's that portion of it. Okay, continue, please. But stay in the topic of this promo. But I and so I and Go so the, the fact that you know everybody else came in and blah blah blah, um, like you can't and the shit that fish, pisses me off about this nigga is like, oh, I don't fuck with the new but the Judgment Day, but I'm literally gonna fucking back them up in fucking war. You know what I mean? It, he it's, it, all that, of those. Though. He wants to be in the cage. It's not Jay. like fuck that. That doesn't that that doesn't register, my nigga. You know what oh, I mean? Like for real, see? I'm gonna fucking side with people that I hate just to catch one cat, bro. I just be like, in yo, the cage with you, I'm in. But I'm saying, like, you could get into a cage with him a thousand different other ways without having to fucking lie in the bed with the enemy. So that but shit is bullshit. You know what I mean? It's not the it's not the best storyline, but it it does make just a smidge, and I say a smidge of sense. Well, I mean, that's like really like grasping at straws to fucking make it fucking work. But no, I disagree. But anyway, and then you know what I'm saying, like, and she hates on Cody, but I think Cody is still. The coolest nigga on the fucking left side in, in terms of this fucking match. Seth. Oh, yeah. Well. No, fucking Seth is so fucking annoying and stupid. Uh, <laughs> Whack. Nah, man. Fuck that. You know what I mean? And even when he talks to Uso, like, I fucking, I just want to slap him. Like, man, stop, man. You know what I mean? Like, be you. Be Seth Rollins. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is whack already. You did this shit. You took this shit. You put it over. Now you can go back to just being regular Seth Rollins, and you know what I mean. It'll be all right, man. JJ. I mean, I disagree that he's the coolest because I, because I like him. Cody's such a fucking ass kisser. He's such a bootlicker, like a little bitch. He is, but he hasn't it's done so much of it lately. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the he's same. A less. Okay, he's a little less than. Okay. Yeah. But, but not my butch, so. He's still fucking annoying as hell. 
I don't know if it's annoying as hell. I, I get you. Like I've said that shit. We've we've said this shit mad times before. Is that you know what I mean? Like you can't pander to the crowd and expect to really fucking be that dude because people hate that. They hate that. Ask John Cena. But, you know, at the end of the matches and stuff. You know, I'm sorry about this guys and thank you and blah 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 blah. Go fuck yourself, bro. Kenny does the same fucking thing in uh, AEW. He does after after. Program gimmicks. I I hated him in fucking AW. So I mean, you're not helping. I'm talking about Kenny. I'm talking about Cody. Huh? I'm talking about Kenny doing it, not Cody. Kenny Omega did it. Oh wow! Yeah, no, Cody did this shit. Now the funny thing is, what you're talking about with kissing babies, slapping hands, and everything, trying to get votes. I think that's why AW's fan base turned on his ass. But that's another story. But anyway, you don't like Cody. I understand why you don't like Cody. John Cena understands because they 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 turned on his ass. So, and they turned on fucking Roman's ass. Let's be honest. I'm also just tired of seeing the the people come up, you know, and, and always doing some bullshit. There, it's like I can we just know that you've got war games. We know that you're fucking doing something. I'm tired of seeing the f- promotion, boo boo. Come on, boo boo. The ten or five or whoever the fuck. I'm sick of seeing you. Can we do something else? Unless they were doing something really cool, you know what I mean? Like I feel I'm like actually, there's that's shocking. There's fucking there's 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 room for it, but it's just like. Don't make the goodies, the, the good guys so goody two shoes that you don't fuck with them, you know what I mean? Well, let's be honest. I'll start, I'll start Stone Cold, for example, but actually there were spots where Barry Windham did it in WCW. A tweener. And I think right now, I think people love the tweeners. I'm all about the tweeners, to be honest. Like, okay, I want the world belt. I don't give a fuck if you're uh, a baby or a heel. I want the fucking belt, you know, or something of that nature. But I don't like where they try to, to, to put a square peg in a uh, round hole or whatever, where it's like, okay, they try to put Becky as a heel for how long it didn't fucking fit. They actually try to put Logan Paul as a fucking baby face with the Miz when he, uh, 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 was it the, the skull crushing finale after they beat the Mysterios? It doesn't fucking work. It just doesn't. So you've got to, I mean, and, and I, I'm going to blame it on Voldemort as much as humanly possible, where maybe in his mind, a Roman should have started as a, or for long term, should have been a baby, but he's just not. But look how he's doing now as a heel. Um, you know, there's very few people. The Rock is probably the best that did kind of go up and down. Uh, Shawn Michaels kind of did the same thing. Triple H did the same thing. Even Undertaker had some good heel runs. There's certain people that can do the heel and baby face runs and do well at it. Otherwise, do your John Cena and half the fucking arena boos you. The other half, honestly, I think wants to boo you, but they're kind of being funny and say, yeah, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. You know what I mean? So I think I honestly think that it's going to take longer than Cena, but if if they don't, Edge, uh, not the wrestler, Edge, um, Cody at some point. 
I think he could be in the same uh, dilemma, in my opinion. But that's, I think it's going to be long in the future, though. So, we're going to talk about the ladies for a moment. Rocky there. Yep. All right. Well, it hurts me every breathing. Thought you were stalking somebody on the podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't. I don't understand how she picks those exact times to start fucking. I'm going to be honest. It's not her. That dog it should be on Ridlin or something. It'll sit there calm as nothing and then bam. Oh, the cat you just beat the fuck out of. Fuck that cat. Sometimes you got to slap that pussy. And speaking of, we're going to get her tonight. Jax versus Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez Sanchez Smith. Not a terrible match. Um, they sold, I tell you what, there was a there was a spot where Rodriguez was being she's on the inside of the ring. She's being pulled by her upper half and lower leg. So her spine seems to be like a fucking U-shape by Nia Jax. And this plays a big part because there's times it looks like that uh, Raquel can do a slam. There's even a great spot. She can do a power, excuse me, a uh, power bomb. Doesn't happen. And she sells the back injury that leads to Nia Jax finishing her off. I, I don't think they buried. It's funny. Uh, JT and I, as you do, Brock, we watch, you know, podcasts and everything. These are very talented human beings. And they're very intelligent. And they're in the business. Oh, my Huh? What'd you say? Some of them are stupid as fuck. Oh, you're going to get, I mean, come on. I'm stupid as fuck. But, you know, some of them didn't like, they felt this buried Rodriguez. I don't think it buried her. Because they did have, in my opinion, 50-50 booking. When I, excuse me, let me not make that term. It was a 50-50 match. Naya had her 50. Raquel had her 50. You know, unfortunately, the last 10, 10 was Naya beating her with her squash. Or, or um, I call it Vader Bomb. What would you call it? What, what does she call it, Brock? She have another name for it? You know what I'm saying? It's something, uh, the Annihilator. The Annihilator, excuse me. So she annihilates her, but she annihilates her twice and takes the W. So for me, it didn't bury Raquel. It took two. They're pushing Naya, but this better lead very quickly. I guess the next pay-per-view is going to be January in Tampa. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, to uh, the the Rumble, uh, for which if it's Nia versus – if they keep building her, Nia versus Rhea is fine with me. Lady of the night. Oh, release of the podcast. JJ, what do you think about this match? Do you think it's a build-up? Do you think it's bullshit? What? Um, I'm undecided, to be honest. So you're going to go with what we've actually both said a couple times. You are you want to see how the story leads. Yeah. All right. I'm cool with that, too. Brock, are you cool with that? Do you think it's bullshit? What? Uh, we'll see what, what happens. All right, so there's a bunch of promos with the Judgment Day, which we're going to hit in a little bit. Let's just keep trucking with the action. So we have Becky Lynch versus Zia Lee. 
this was odd to me because I lead the next night, which is tonight, has a NXT World Championship match with Valkyrie. So I'm kind of surprised you're going to put her with Becky. Now, Becky, of course, as we've already discussed, is now the fourth member of, I don't know, the Flair team or Bianca team, whatever. So immediately tells me she can't take the loss, but then you have somebody who's going against a champ the next night. How do you how do you do this? Well, Zaylee, of course, has the kick of death. She has knocked out Becky in a non-match. She's knocked out uh, Indy Hartwell. She's knocked out Candice Lorraine. So that seems to be the stick of the night where Becky's ready for the most part. She does take a kick to the head. She does. The momentum, again, we mentioned earlier in another match, the momentum leads her out of the ring. The ref asks her if she's okay. She says yes, and, and Becky ends up winning the match. Now, this is interesting. We talked about I said I'd come back to the Cody Raw person saving a SmackDown person. So as she wins the match, here comes damage control. So we have all of the SmackDown ladies for the most part, because here comes the Calvary, which of course is Flair, Bianca, and Shotzi. Um, and they, I, I, I'll tell you what, I do like what they're doing because the feud, the fighting lasts long. They have so many people trying to interfere with the, the fighting and, and the security. It makes it look so chaotic that I think it's a good build toward War games myself. Brock, do you think it's a good build? Did you like the match in general? Which, again, they do give Zaylee a bunch of offense. Does not, quote-unquote, uh, knock her cold. Unfortunately, she rolls out of the ring, which gives her time to recover. What do you think of the match? What do you think of the aftermath? I mean, shit, but it really was a good match. Zaylee did her thing. She usually doesn't. So, you know what I'm saying? I can't fucking falter there. But I, I just feel like they they it was wrong timing with this with this match. You know what I mean? It just they either should have done it way before when she was talking about it, or like after tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or when she's like she's she literally does. gonna fight Valkyrie, uh, uh, Taya, not Taya Valkyrie, but whatever the other Valkyrie bitches. And then you know what I mean? So ultimately, the right person won. Get creative with your storylines, people. Well, JJ, we're gonna get to you in a second. I do apologize, I'm interrupting you, but but that that's what I said. When they announced this, I'm kind of like the only the only good ending to this match would have been if damage control interfered mid match. Is is even if Valkyrie's is excuse me, if Zaylee's just kicking her ass, kicking Becky's ass. But here comes damage control. Then here comes Charlotte and the boy or the girls, and it's a thing, and then it's a no contest. Because, like you said, unfortunately, or, or, you know, Zaylee has a match for the world or for the NXT title the next day. You can't give her a loss. So this is weird. I'm, I apologize, JJ. Go ahead. Uh, I had nothing to say. He did. He always had something to say. Nope. Did you like the match? You didn't like the interference? What? The match was good. Yeah, the match was for sure good. It was just, you know, like, I think bad timing, bad booking uh, for Xia Li. Uh, Other than that, I mean, 
it was what it was. Hmm. I so, really think they should have done like we just both all said, you know, uh, had it be damage control interrupt the match so that way it makes it a more plausible loss. You know what I mean? Totally agree. And as a hypocrite, I usually say fuck interference, but I also say it's about the booking. So, yes, I totally agree with you. I just didn't understand it. And uh, spoiler her losing streak goes to two. Just saying. Out of so we have Gargano and Kaiser. Now, Kaiser. Thank you. Always have to give her a chance. I love it. So again, we're we're doing this the, the usual WWE bullshit. We have a tag team with DYI. You have a tag team with Imperium. And each one's going to face the other one until we play chess and fucking finally have a tag team match. Now, Kaiser gets... Rocky, okay? Yeah. Okay. Got our so, Kaiser tells uh, Vinci to stay in the back, listen to me, fuck off. It's a one-on-one, even though it really isn't because you do have Champa cornering uh, Gargano. But the match is fucking great. Five-star fuck you, Melsner. This match is fantastic until for some reason, Vinci comes down. Uh, and the funny enough, I don't know if it's bad timing or mistiming, but at the time he comes down... Kaiser's in control. Like, he's not in trouble. So, Vinci comes down, but then Kaiser goes nuts on Vinci verbally, forgetting Johnny Gargano is behind him. So, Gargano hits his finisher, takes the W. They go later on, I'm going to spoil alert this. They go back, and uh, unfortunately, um, the best Intercontinental Championship or champion of all time, uh, it's like, he's not happy. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of turmoil here, and I do not like it. Keep Imperium strong. Keep them together. Because, honestly, in my opinion, it could be one of the better factions if you would actually push the fucking tag team of Kaiser and Vinci. But they fucking won't do it because you only have one unified champion. And on Friday, I'll talk about it whenever, but Friday you're going to have a match at Judgment Day and Street Profits. Well, thank God, because the first time that fucking title has been defended on on Friday and forever. So the match itself, the quality is fantastic. Them two were great. I don't like all the other fucking bullshit. Brock, talk me off the ledge. Hmm. No, no, I'm on ledge. You're just going to let me fall off the ledge. I might let you fall off the ledge on this one. JJ, save me. Because um, Brock, Brock is actually my beneficiary, so talk yeah. me off now. I'm gone. I'm going to jump off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Let me All right. You. So, what do you think of the match, JJ? And and I, I I actually enjoyed the interaction with the Imperium, except I don't like the fact I was really 
kind of for a different outcome as far as him you know, the only thing is that but I hate the fact that, you know what I'm saying, they're trying to break up Imperium. Thank you. Why the fuck would you do that, man? Yeah. That that's storytelling, because Imperium is badass. Um it's too early to do this shit. Way too early. Unless the all right, no, there's too early, but it, and I'm sorry, JJ, I told you wrong to you. I so apologize. The the only thing was if you're trying to build Kaiser going against Gunther. But again, I think that should be a year from now. Personally. No, nah, man, like, yeah, no, that shouldn't be anywhere near what we're doing right now. Like, they have to, they have to, what I feel like they should have the type of success, whereas Gunther is either still intercontinental or has moving on to the World uh, Heavyweight Championship, and they're the tag team champions. Like, that's what Imperium should fucking be. Yes. And then niggas should fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? They should be just as big as the bloodline was, just as big as Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. JJ, what'd you think? What'd you think of the Kaiser match? I mean in the, the aftermath. You got two great talents. They've fought billions of times in the it, it, it was a good match. Just um I mean, I, I don't see where you go from you know what I'm saying? I could see had they done something to motivate Vinci and Kaiser to work together, make them more badass like they used to be. That I can understand, but this right now, I don't understand it. It's not, it's not pleasing to me. I will disagree a second. It's very simple. You get them on the same page, and it's based on the fear of the ring general. That's how you do it. If that's the direction they're going, which I don't think they are. I think they're pulling the plug too early, in my opinion. And... Well, it's, that, it's that shit where is, you know, it, it, they they have the... I don't want to say, but I mean, like they don't know when they, they, they either are pulling the plug too early or too, or too late. You know what I mean? We had this conversation about a, two years ago because I was doing the stats on on the uh, pay-per-views, we've all said the same thing about the bloodline. We, you know, there was a time frame we want to pull. There's time frame. Oh my god, don't do it. So Brock, you're you're dead on the money on that one. When and that, I tell you what, that's that's where the Booker makes their money. The 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 age makes their money. It's like, you know, when is it? Like, when was it time to finally take Sammy out of the bloodline? There was times, I'll be honest, I thought they should have taken him out sooner. I think we all kind of had our ideas of when, right? So that's that's what they get paid big money for. So it's to, it's to make our decisions for us and to figure out what is the best option. So I, I totally agree. But right now, I think my, my opinion is too early. But again, uh, I'm not an agent. I'm an idiot. So... But I would keep them together for for longer because unless your thing is – well, first of all, I guess with the Tag Team Championships, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, uh, in my opinion. And then you can have uh, Imperium go after the Raw Tag Team Championships, and then you can have the Ring General go after Seth. But that's just my opinion. 
So this is kind of the funny segment, and I don't mind goofy wrestling for life, Simon. So you have Adam Pierce there, and the WWE Karen, Chelsea Green, is for some reason bitching at him for something. Piper Niven. Hey, I love it. Do it again. Chelsea Green. Yes, championship. Uh, and Piper Niven is kind of changing her gimmick a little bit where she's kind of more pro Chelsea, but not that much. Before she had no Chelsea proness. And they go to it perfectly. They get the camera on on Adam Pierce and and he's just like, shut up. So what that happens is then all of a sudden you have several women's teams come well, excuse me, one women's team and several other ones that come up asking for a tag team title shot. And Pierce is to his wits end. So he's like, fuck it. You all get an opportunity if you can win this match. So now we go into a four-way. It is the following. It is Natty, Tegan Knox, versus Chance and Carter. I hate to say from NXT, but since WWE has not used them at all in the main roster, I'm going to say from NXT. Andy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. The funniest one, though, in my opinion, is going to be Ivy Nile and Maxine Dupree because Maxine Dupree interrupts all the bullshit and wants to talk about something else. So when Adam Pierce goes, so you want a title shot too? She goes, yes. Ivy behind her is like grabbing her like, no, we're here for something else. And Ivy's like, sheesh. Shishes her to get into the four-way. So, this match was fun as fuck. It was not serious whatsoever. The announcing was great because they did have Chelsea Green and Piper. Now, Chelsea, of course, was the vocal one, and she was fantastic in this She role. really is fucking funny, man. She is fantastic. Her, her on commentary. And, and what is she I'll called, Michael honest. Cole? She called her Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Cole and Piper really spoke but when she did it was hilarious no and that's the thing now that I feel like Piper is leaning into that shit too now you know what I'm saying because you see her dressing differently she's okay. kind of fucking she's starting to roll with the fucking Chelsea Green program and I think that's dope I couldn't agree more and if you watch her in XT she had solid not great solid mic work so Please let her speak. What I thought was interesting in this match, and even though they didn't win, Maxine Dupree and Ivy did fantastic in this match. And I, I almost think even though they didn't win, they won. And because Maxine looked great, Ivy, I think, has always been looking good in the ring. Um, but at the end of the day, because of no blind tag... Um, we do have Tegan Knox and Natty are going to get a tag man. team title shot. I'm sorry, what? It's the wrong team that won, man. I just said that. I just said that. So, Brock, since you chimed in, who should have won and why? 
I honestly, I would have liked to have seen um, Candice LeRae and uh, what's the other chick name? Andy Hartwell and I, Andy I Hartwell. agree. I, I do, as JJ, I do appreciate them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever with Tegan Knox that they like, what, um, I'm, I'm, you know, go ahead with that. You know what I mean? Whatever. But her and Natty is just such a fucking unnatural mix that it, it just doesn't work. Four weeks ago. Come on. It, it just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just force that shit. And then you got two. And then on the other hand, you got. You have the fucking. The little bitches that have been a tag team with each other this whole time. You have fucking. Um, Indy and, and Candace, who have been, you know what I'm saying, a unit before. The way? Yes. And you're talking about Carter and Chance, the little. Yeah. The shorter than the others. So, you know what I mean? Like, they, they could have gone a, a bunch of different ways and it would have been way better. I don't I see. Be, and I don't think that fucking Tegan Knox and, and Natty should win the belts by any means. So, Agreed. the only way it, this works, A, now that they're doing stuff with Chelsea and Piper, let them keep the belts. Uh, Natty and, and Tegan can get into their own thing against each other once they lose. Then you Great. can put all the other tag teams in a little, you know, roundabout uh, thing. Kind of like this. Like a round robin kind of thing. You know? Yeah, for sure. Just do something if they continue to do it. They, they have more than enough fucking time. There's no reason not to do it. No, and then they really need to take the time to develop legit women's Thank tag you. teams. You know please, what I mean? Like, please, please, like Carter please. and Chance and fucking Isla and and the other one. Bring you know back what I mean? the witches! I was shocked in this. I swear to God, when everybody started bitching and, I, and Adam Pierce, like, you get a shot, you get a shot. I waited for those witches, which W, come out. And I thought they should have won. I thought they should have been in that match and they should have won. What the fuck do I know? Anyway, let's continue. Brock, stop eating chips. That's not me. Um, I'm looking at the other one, so it's you. You forget we live together. Anyhow. What are you doing? fucker. Huh? I have a name. <laughs> as you eat with the as you talk with the chips in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like he busted. was he was just you trying to defend you, dumbass, and you just fucking You know what it reminds me of is the Brady Bunch episode where mom Brady gets hit in the parking lot and the guy has these neck injuries. You remember that? And Greg Brady just drops the the uh, whole bunch of, of uh, books, and the guy turns immediately and he gets dismissed. That was her. You're busted. Busted. Stone cold busted. 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 I was going to admit to what I was doing until you said the other one. Well, I was trying to. Never mind. Anyhow. That's like that's that not... nigga Skillsy called me what's his face on the fucking pie. I was like, who the fuck is what's his face? He was like, that nigga Brock. I'm like, bitch, that's me. I'm right on the fucking show with you. What do you mean, what's his face? 
motherfucker. We got Chad Gable, Nakamura. This is spin off, of course. Uh, Nakamura beat um, Otis. I'm going to say Otis. Fuck it. Um, this is a great match. Just a fantastic match. And you really expected it. There was, there was a point. So Gable does a belly to belly suplex. So it's basically a front to back. He pulls Nakamura from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring and to the floor. And if you watch this spot, he could have not have laid him gentler on his shoulders. Fucking wow. This was great. Nakamura does take the W. And I'm going to stress this as I've stressed before. There's absolutely no shenanigans. But they give this match about 21 minutes. It deserved 30. Match of the night by far. This is... These two guys... Uh, great. They sold the uh, academy outside. They did the, the you know the little, little signals, yes, and stuff. But man, man, uh, man, oh man! I and I'm a big. If you listen to me at all, I love Chad Gable, and he gave it his all. But man, there were so many. You talk about reversals. There's a gachata. Am I saying that right? I think. Gachasa. Gachasa. Excuse me. Nakamura was had a heart on for this, and every time he did, except for the ending. Well, no, I says roll up. Gable had a reversal for it, and there were different reversals. You think it's an ankle? Nope. He went to he did a Kinshasa to an arm bar. What? Great match. It of course right now, unfortunately, I don't understand why Alpha Academy is kind of a comedic jokeish thing. But uh, Chad, thumbs the fuck up. Nakamura, I've always loved you. Great match, Brock. What'd you think of this shit? It was a good match, you know what I mean? And I, it didn't take anything away from Gable by losing to Nakamura, but I think Nakamura should have definitely stayed winning and, and moved forward Agreed. in whatever it is that he's doing. Now, I'm going to ask you in just a second, JJ, and I apologize because I did have a note here to ask. Brock, who the fuck is he waiting for? CM Punk. Fuck off. Uh, JJ, what do you think of the match? Oh, it was great. Very good. Okay. So you think that uh, Nakamura is waiting for... Uh... Dumbass. Nope. Yep, thank you. Let's go. I think he's actually waiting for... For who? Hey, Uso. I would disagree. I think he's actually waiting for uh, Cody Rhodes. That's my opinion. You know what? It's on tape, so we can figure it out later. So let's go to the main event here. It's uh, Jay Uso versus Drew McIntyre. Very interesting. This match I thought was great. Back forth, back forth. After missing for the Claymore twice, I've never actually... well. It's rare I see Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre win with the 
Future Shock DDT. This was weird. Um, it was clean, though. Nobody around, and I have to thumbs up that, just like Chad Gable Nakamura. I got to say, uh, I don't know, but uh, there's a lot of clean finishes. So they finish. And then here comes the shenanigans. So everybody comes out, as you would expect, in front of a pay-per-view event. This is the Raw into Survivor Series. And, um, well, we learn who the fifth member is. It's funny, though, guys. They never mention his name. They tease the audience, and the audience says who it is. And and Cody works the audience. Hey, it's somebody I've... Oh, man. It was the most garbage way to introduce somebody in... You fucked me over right there, dude. In ever. That was my that was my point. What the fuck? If you're not gonna have Orton there, it. What was the point of any of that? You just fucked my notes. You saw my notes. You saw my notes again. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just teaches you to get to your damn point faster. Well, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, man. Unlike you, I like to prolong the ladies. But anyhow. Well, I mean, you're just prolonging I, yourself, not anybody else. If you say so. I say so. But I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. It, 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 we, we, now, what I said about Raw, excuse me, SmackDown, was correct. I, I was thinking that was a safety net. When Cody and all the saved, they, all, all those when little Cody stupid... saved LA Knight. I, that, that's what I thought that LA Knight was going to be the fucking the, the fifth dude. But then I thought, then, then what I came to the realization is that LA Knight is against the fucking bloodline, not the Judgment Day. So it didn't make any fucking sense for him to be that. So true. Once I realized Cody that. He saved his ass. He owes him one. Yeah, but still, you know what I mean? It, it didn't. And then, oh, uh, when they talked about earlier, you know what I'm saying, in the night also, I spoke to, to all this and, you know, SmackDown cats are are still in play and everything like that. And I was like, yeah, that's bullshit, bro. Yeah, no, it was... I, it was so fucking opinion, easily to see that it was him. Yo, like, it shouldn't have been either of them niggas, man. Well, he should have been. It should have been somebody that was going to fucking really make an impact. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, besides CM Punk, which I feel like he should have been the the, the, the really he top dog. He legally still under contract. I, I don't know how fucking legally under contract he is, but it's still fucking, you know what I mean? Um, He's under contract till like fucking uh, March of next year. And they're, they, they're losing so many fucking battles in this fucking signing nigga shit that it Who's bothers that? me, but WWE. Don't get me wrong. I would, I would have loved to see Osprey, but I told you this, and I told uh, uh, the main event. I'm sorry. That didn't surprise me at all. Hey, your girlfriend. No, my my main event. <laughs> you fucking you just fucking climbing into that doghouse at night, black. 
Are you serious, AJ? <laughs> exactly. So, no, I mean, I thought Osprey would have either signed with AW or no, when I say no one else, he'd have signed, he'd have re-signed with uh, New Japan. Because I think he, I think the cat likes the freedom a little bit. Now, he did try to explain it um, when he was announced as a free agent signing. Now, first of all, I could not stand that people booed him when he said, I, I will not be here full-time until this because I have a contract in New Japan. And they booed the fuck out of him. So, fuck you, AW fans. I mean, no, but no, you can't blame AW fans. You got to blame AW because there, then there was no reason to announce you. If you weren't oh, going to be well, here right well, away. Tony, oh yeah. No, that's a good point. But that's on your owner. Who's your hey, Yeah, but Who's that's what agent? I'm saying. So you can't blame the fan. Uh, I'm fucking, you know what I'm saying? Once you announce me to the fucking public, like, the public is going to be like, oh man, I can't wait to see this nigga against this okay, nigga and that know. nigga and wrestling. Okay, you know so, what I mean? So you're saying they fucked him. Not that they fucked him, but they just, just fucking just shut their mouth. You know what I mean? Don't say nothing. Don't say you know what I mean. You didn't have to say anything to anybody. And uh, a couple of months down the road, Tony wanted a big announcement. He's an asshole. That's why, and that's why he's he's not gonna fucking. He's not gonna survive this shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? As good as a company as AEW can be, either somebody else is gonna have to take it from him. Or it's just gonna collapse underneath you know, his, his stuff. His dad because... needs to spank his ass and stop wasting my motherfucking money and bring in somebody. I agree. But it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good reveal in terms of a fucking person uh, uh, as far as your war games team was concerned. I would have done it if anything. I would have done it to the point where they did, they had given notice to Adam Pierce who the person was going to be, but that the person wasn't that. going to be revealed until Survivor Series. I because will give you that. Yeah, if he wasn't yes, going to show yes. up that night, there was no point in doing any of that. Yeah, because I was stuck there waiting for five years. That was hilarious. I was so disappointed. All right, so so JJ has not been feeling well. Okay, just to give everybody a, a preview here. But when everything came down and she thought it was gonna be announced, she jumped. Well, she got out of bed because she doesn't feel well, and she thought she would see Randy Orton. Nope. And after a bunch of profanity, she went back to bed. So I get her point. It's like, all right, you're jerking me off. Let me see the finished product. Um, I don't know. This this War Games, in my opinion, was... I didn't like the build-up. No, the build-up was whack. You know what I'm saying? The the teams and the the match itself, it, it seems like it's solid, but it just wasn't... It wasn't built the way that they should have did it. Well, the performers are A-plus performers, men and the women. They are. So, yes. But, man, like, 
And maybe are we spoiled? Like last year was, it was the uh, bloodline versus um, was it Ko, Seth, Sammy, Drew? Who's the who's that? Like? <coughs> I want to say that, that Seth. I want to say Seth nor Drew were in that shit because I remember hearing distinctly that. Um, Jay Uso was the only. Well, I mean, Jay Uso and maybe one other cat year. was From was the year. only niggas who actually have War Games experience. Well, no, Ko was in there because you remember that was the ending. Right, but Ko is not in this match. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the people that are in this. Of the people that are in this match, Cody, you know, uh, Seth. No, it's no, only. It's only. Cody's never in war games. It's Even only in... but no, but I'm saying only that's what that's what I'm saying. That only Jay and fucking um Sammy have have been in war games. Um last year, yeah. But I'm saying period. Roman uh, Oh Sam No okay. all right. So in, oh, are you saying I... this one versus last year? Last no, year. look, 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 look. Drew Mc... oh, said... No, wait, guys. Oh, here's she's saying. Sharon at home. No, last year it was Sheamus, Ridge Holland, Butch, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens against um, the Bloodline. Bloodline and Sammy. Oh, well, then. You're so full of shit. Who has experience with this? Full shit. The fucking announcers. No, no. I, I remember that because. Yeah, no, no, no. Because Drew was going after the world title. Yeah. Seth and KO and Brawling Brutes versus the Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Because I remember the ending, of course, was uh, uh, KO getting nutted and then getting um, the boot from uh, I wanna Sammy. Say, if I'm not mistaken, Drew was um, handcuffed. I think there's two people handcuffed, but probably right. No, I mean, now that you say it, like, I totally remember fucking Drew and and them being part of the fucking shit, so. Because I want to say Drew had the white underwears. It was one of the matches he did his white underwear. (laughs) He didn't want shit. (laughs) He called them underwears. Dude, I hear that all the fucking time. Let's wrap this shit up, man, because. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, so we've reviewed all the TV shows to this point. We have a fantastic pay for you coming up. I cannot wait. But in between, do not forget, we have Dino Mites and Raw. And we'll hear about that next. His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds. Barry Horowitz. So we're back here. Turnbucks and Brass Nugs. Where are we, Scuba Steve? Uh, that's okay. Let's run with it. <clears throat> we are to our last television program. Dynamite AEW. After their fantastic uh, pay per view event, they're announcing first and foremost this. Uh, out of left field continental classic tournament 
Uh, I would venture to say this is probably the brainchild of someone who likes that. Uh, what is it? What is the tournament in New Japan there, Brock? Refresh my memory. The five K five or something. G one. G one. We're basically there in two groups, um, and then uh, you wrestle everyone in your group. Uh, it is three points for a win. It is one point for a draw. Now draw is twenty minute time limit. So. And then there are zero points for a loss, of course. Now, the rules uh, also are a little different to where there can be no one at ringside. No managers, no goons, no partners, nobody. So it's going to be refreshing. And we'll we'll, uh, see a couple of these matches right out of the gate, how it kind of changes the dynamic. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, And, of course, as – the ROH world champion and New Japan strong champion. Those are also on the line too. If you can defeat Eddie Kingston. So a lot on the line. And of course the prestige of, I think this is a title continental title, which I yeah. hope is not because I will fuck it up and say intercontinental more than once. <laughs> so the, the point that from what Eddie explained was that it's meant to be a He's putting his belts up on the line so they could have the AEW's first Triple Crown champion. Interesting. Yeah, and um, small note that I found out, too, is that it's not anybody who could beat Eddie Kingston. So the, whoever wins the tournament as a whole gets the three belts. But yeah, gotcha. so what he said is, okay, I got it. Yeah, not every time that he wrestles will will, will he lose the belt or whatever the case may be. Now, also, let me point out that this was, like, when I saw the lineup of people that were in this fucking tournament, I was like, damn. This is like a a classic G.I. Joe tournament that I would do, man. That's how good. (laughs) There is, and I'm glad you brought that up. Two groups. There's a blue group. Andrade, Brian Danielson, Brody King, Claudio Castanoli, the dancing god, Daniel Garcia, and the before-mentioned, before-mentioned Eddie Kingston. The gold group, Jay Lethal, Jay White, John Moxie, Mark Briscoe, Roosh, and Swerve Strickland. So, yes, this is a – there's not lot. really a jabroni in the bunch. I mean, it's going to be interesting. So, and uh, AEW jumps right into it as our first match of the night is going to be Swerve Strickland versus Jay Lethal. This is where I do have a problem with their uh, no man provision because I cannot see the dancing god number two, Prince Nana, swerve when he drives. So uh, I was a little disappointed, but I'm okay with it. The funny part about this is when Jay Lethal was uh, introduced, he comes out, he stops, he looks behind him because he's used to having the what the four or five goons and the and the and the chick. But nope, not this time. He's got to go, uh, got to go mano a mano. And this match was very good. Uh, it was back and forth. Um, and this is the answer. I, I hope that there are going to be some pun intended swerves as far as uh, maybe an underdog. In my, my opinion, Swerve should have won the match and did win the match. Um, but it, this was a real good showing for both. Uh, Brock, what you think? Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, and that's what this tournament is going to give us a lot of fucking like dream matches right out the gate, you know. And, but let me ask you so the, the, the goal group never. Fights the, the blue group? Correct. That's till the end, right? Yeah, the winner the winner of the gold group, the one that has the most points, will face the most points out of the blue. 
Oh, man, because I wanted to see, you know, I wanted them all to have to face each other at one point, you know what I mean? No, because if you saw that, when you watched it, they had that chart. Uh, yeah. It's just, for, it's just for each division. So you won't see, like, a Moxley versus American Dragon or anything like that, which would have been interesting because they're both in the BCC. So, um, but, but we will see Claudio to... versus fucking uh, Daniel. Uh-huh. Yep. So it'll be interesting. But uh, this match was a great start off, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the 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 nobody comes to the ring part of it is a fucking great added detail. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep this shit just about the wrestling. Yep. JJ, what you think? It's good. I like it. And Swerve looked like he recovered uh, somewhat from his stapling from uh, a couple days earlier. So that was always good. <laughs> Um, so next off, we're going to go uh, have a MJF Adam Cole promo. Um, just your usual stuff. Unfortunately, uh, MJF did suffer an injury at full gear. So he's got a pretty badass looking crutch hip thing. I was One report I read was a dislocated hip, but um, evidently maybe that's not the case because they're saying he will not miss the pay-per-view coming up in December. So uh, basically he is uh, – Vowing to find out who is the devil behind the mask. Samoa Joe comes out, um, says he held up his side of the bargain. At first, MJF says that, nope, he's not going to wrestle Samoa Joe. So sad. Samoa looks like he's going to kill him right there on the spot. Adam Cole does say to MJF, his brochacho, that's what the old MJF would do. This should be the new MJF. MJF then turns a total 180 and says, I'll wrestle him now. But Samoa Joe, interestingly enough, says that he does not want any part of MGF at this time because he wants MGF to be 100%. And also the comment uh, basically stating that he's going to make sure that MGF is 100%. So that's going to be an interesting storyline from now till December's pay-per-view. JJ, what do you think? I like it. I like it because that means that you're going to see him come out and defend here and there. I like it. Might lead to him and Wardlow again. Um, Brock, what'd you think of the promo? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we did get to, we got to see the mask devil. He laughed, and <laughs> so many people swear the laugh is none other than the former Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I can't see it. The stature is nothing like Jack Perry's. Personally, I don't know if they even have a clue who the heck they're doing this with as of yet, but it's interesting. I like it. I like a good mystery. So now we're going to have a six-man tag. Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Shibata. Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ainge, and Jack Hager. Yes, I said it correctly. Who knew? It's um, Jake, Jake Hager. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we we're having a little fun. At, uh, it's it's Jake Hagar. It used to be Jack Swagger. So I said Jack. The inside joke. But anyway. Did you want to run through who was in it again? No. Okay. I'm sorry. Um meh. The, the match was the match is okay, but of course, uh the baby faces won it. Um I mean nothing really kind of caught my interest except we do have a returning Danhausen, who Jake Hagar sells like a champion because he had his hat, 
And as Jake was trying to get his hat, he got cursed by Dan Housen, which led to the downfall, unfortunately, of the former JAS. Um, I don't know. I wasn't overly impressed with it. Brock, were you? No. And I love me some Dan Housen. I am a Dan Housen mark. But, oh, yeah. Uh, Dan Housen is a shit. But uh, he couldn't save this flaming pile of crap. JJ, change our mind. Nope. No me gusta. Okay. Well, um, this does lead to eventually in the back that uh, those three and Anna J are breaking up. Uh, Anna's tired of the losing and the fighting and the barking and everything else. So even though that group really doesn't have a name except for former JS, uh, at least at that point, they are done. Now, we get Christian Cage coming out with Nick Wayne and, for now, Luchasaurus in perfect heel fashion, even though Christian Cage was the one that left the team and ran away in the, in the pay-per-view. He blames Luchasaurus and wants to wash away the losing by christening him kill switch. So it's no longer Luchasaurus. It is kill switch. And it is no longer Nick Wayne. It is prodigy Nick Wayne. Um, so Nick Wayne's mom comes up disgusted with this whole thing and as uh christian uh, berates her verbally luchas kill switch excuse me uh gets in between them christian pushes him which unfortunately then pushes uh the big man into miss wayne so she is kind of injured in the corner even though her son is just saying they're doing nothing but that's going to bring out mr adam copeland uh who destroys the the other two and of course christian does what christian does best right now and that's run. Um, all they're doing is setting up between uh, Copeland and Cage. Maybe at the end of the – they're called World's, World's End. is the pay-per-view in December for the TNT Championship possibly. But who knows? Uh, I enjoy it. I'm a, I'm a mark for Cage. Uh, Brock, what you think? Fucking awful, bro. It's the fucking dumbest thing that I've ever fucking seen. I, I hate everything about it. Everything about it. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I hate when he holds back, you know? Oh, my God, bro. I was looking at that shit, bro. And I, and I thought of you, too, Scuba Steve. I was like, I don't understand what the fuck he likes so much about this dude. Is he, you I know what I'm saying? funny as hell. He's, He's fucking shit. stupid. It's all awesome. I'm going to rename you Kill Switch. That's stupid. Yeah. I like I mean, I like and, they renamed him because Luchasaurus is stupid. That's a fucking stupid-ass name. But, I mean, that's his gimmick. Are you going to have a lizard face and be Kill Switch? You're Luchasaurus. Isn't that a, a DC character? It's stupid. But it's even stupider with Christian Cage. And everything he says is real stupid. And my son and blah, 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 blah. It's fucking whack, bro. Wickedy, 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 whack? Definitely wickedy, wickedy, whack. All right, well. We got that takeaway pretty quick. Any uh, additional comments from uh, JJ? No. So now we get to the second Continental Classic Gold League match between Roosh and Switchblade, where, again, don't forget, they cannot have their cronies outside. So both men have to do it on their own. I guess they're both heels. 
don't know. Um, this match was fantastic. Um, the, the continuity between the two were good. Uh, I really enjoyed Roosh. Roosh fantastic. I love his moves for a guy his size. Uh, Jay White is fantastic in the ring, but also has some good awareness as far as doing the same uh, sit-down pose or lay-down pose as Roosh during the match, mocking him. Um, but um, Roosh, unfortunately, comes in on the short end of the stick, even though, again, I think this match is great. And that's the great thing about this tournament. That doesn't mean he's out. It just means he better start winning some other matches. So we do have uh, Jay White uh, pinning Roosh, uh, which I think was the right move, mainly because he just came off a, off a loss. So, um, JJ, what do you think? It was good. I... Brock? Do you want to elaborate on it at all? Yeah, it's, uh, I was waiting on that, but I JJ? No, I don't. Okay. Oh. But yeah, it was it was a really good match. Um I, this is this is the the thing that AEW gets right all the time is that they they put good ass matches together and then the performers just fucking perform and it's awesome. No, I totally agree. They uh and they they have the I mean they have the weaponry if you will and whatever you call it. They've got the talent. All right, uh, so we're going to slide right into uh, a three-way match. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't recall what this was for or whether it was just a match. I don't know if the winner gets a shot at uh, Hart, uh, but – oh, my apologies, actually. Uh, the winner gets a shot, is going to have a shot at uh, at Timeless. Tony Storm, we're talking about later. Ruby Soho, Sky Blue, and Anna J. Now, even though they were all in the back earlier um, and saying they're not going to hang out anymore, we still have Ainge and Daddy Magic coming out, Menard uh, seconding Anna J. And of course, Ruby is seconded by Soraya. Uh, the match was okay. Uh, Sky does finally get a W. She does need to get some wins. Uh, this main focus was on the story interaction, in my opinion, between Ruby Soho and uh, Cool Hand Angelo Parker. Mm. Uh, there's a spot where she falls from the ring apron and he is there to collect her. But then the funny part was, again, they still are in the allegiance of one Anna Jay. So when Matt Menard decides he's going to try to trip up Soho, here comes Soraya to the rescue. So some interesting interaction between I uh, consider them heel factions, if you will. Actually, all three of these people, I guess you could consider heel. Blue gets the W. What'd you think there, uh, double of J? Uh, I, I'm just tired of the stupid shenanigans. That's all. I mean, it was and the match itself was fine. Just the stupid, the you know, that is. Bad. Brock. Um, seeing two of my boo boos go at it, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it, you know, how do we talk about it, Yeah, it, it does, you know what I'm saying? But you gotta, and neither boo. Oh, no, no, actually, you're one boo one, excuse me. Yeah, my blue boo, your blue boo. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jesse doesn't like it, but I fucking was cracking up more about. Uh, Daddy Magic and Soraya. Every time they would fucking start arguing about shit, yeah. 
I thought that shit was funny as fuck. Unfortunately, it made this the match secondary, in my opinion. And again, that's just my opinion, but you know, I almost think it took away from the match. But again, I think that was the whole point. Personally, I think that's what they wanted. All right, but you know what? Sky Blue get a W. It's been, it's been a little bit, been a little bit here. Right. So we have our next Gold League match: John Moxley and Mark Briscoe. And if you'd have bet money who's going to bleed first, you probably would have lost because it was actually Briscoe that bled first, which is very strange for a Moxley match. This is where I really think they should have pulled the under uh, underdog card. And, and absolutely no offense to Briscoe. He's fantastic, I think. I, I love uh, Redneck Kung Fu. Uh, I bought some DVDs. I'm going to start training myself. But this would have been a good win for my for excuse me for Briscoe, but that doesn't happen. They did have a very good match. They allotted plenty of time, um, but Mox does get the W. Brock, what you think? It was a it was an interesting uh, uh, stylistically the matchup, and uh, I thought you know what I'm saying. I thought Briscoe hung him there perfectly with Mox, and there was never a time that I that I said, "Oh man, there's no way he could win." Even though I knew he wasn't going to win. Yeah. No. I mean, throw this guy a bone. He's, I think he's really good. <coughs> JJ, chime on in. No, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. And even with Max and. Yeah. No, I, I, we, anyone, any one of the three to five listeners, uh, definitely, definitely know you are not a fan. So that uh, ends our dynamite after full gear, which then is going to lead us to, I think, the last pay per view for WWE of the year, because I believe the Rumble is in January. Correct, Brock? Yes. And it's going to be here in good old Tampa Bay. So. Interesting card and a very small card where as of this moment, now this is subject to change because we still do have a SmackDown uh, event tonight, but we basically have the two war games. We do have the women's champ Rhea defending against Zoe Starks. We have Gunther against, <laughs> against the Miz. And the reason I'm chuckling, I accidentally spelled his name mix. So let's go ahead and, the Z is right next to the X on the typewriter, the old typewriter here. And then we have Carlito versus Santos Escobar. So we, we don't have a lot of matches. I mean, basically have five. Um, but as you know, of course, the, the War Games, is it one every three minutes? Uh, yeah, I think it's the first two fight for five minutes and then every three minutes thereafter. Okay. Or it could be, could be too, but yeah. So, so that's the you have a minimum amount of time that you're gonna you're gonna have that. So, I think that's why you can't have that many matches above and beyond uh, the. And again, we're having two four games matches, which we will discuss momentarily. Uh, JJ, you okay over there? It's all right. That's a no. <laughs> Take your time. Let me know when you're ready. Sorry, guys. Don't be uh, choking is not your fault. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, but eyes are like swollen right now. They itch bad. Yeah, you've been having problems with that. 
But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, she's a trooper. She is here to entertain. So a big round of applause for her fighting through to make sure we can produce this fine product. Okay. All right. Uh, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I mean, we can. All right. Uh, no particular order, uh, but I'm going to assume. You know what, though? They, they've done a good job with WWE pay-per-views and even AW where it's not the old school, okay, the least important matches first or the least anticipated and going up in there. They'll fire with what the first match and last uh, WWE when that Seth and drew like right out of the gate. So you never know, but I'm just going to go in some order. Carlito versus Santos Escobar. I will start since I am the reigning champion of the world. All right. Uh, it could be very short-lived. We all know that. So, ladies and gentlemen, do not go uh, to your bookie and bet anything I say. It could have been a one-week fluke. I'm going to go ahead and, and take Santos on this. I, I, I think that's how you you continue the storyline. There are rumors that uh, the team from NXT, uh, Angel Garza and his partner, could be called up and could be the heel team for him since he's already beaten up his former team. So they'll be the baby faces uh, if they want to continue this LWO rivalry. Brock, what's your opinion? Santos. Very easily. Yeah. Sorry, Colito. I guess I'm not a man to be cool. JJ, who you got? Hey. Hey. All day, every day. All right. Well, we're going to start off by matching. That's just fantastic. All right, so next we're going to go with Gunther and Miz. Brock, who you got? Gunther. Already started typing it in. JJ. That's a sweep for the ring general. Now, what I find... Please don't blow them up. I know they're doing this little thing with uh, Vince and Kaiser and stuff, but, man, don't don't break them up. Push them as a team. And, and and just keep trucking. Oh, which is going to be interesting tonight. You're going to have we're going to have Street Profits against uh, uh, Finn and uh, Priest, so that'll be interesting. Like I um, said before, where it is that that uh, Street Profits are going over? Wouldn't bother me any. I, I really wish they would split it and focus. I mean, because they've actually had a lot of tag team matches lately. So I mean, they're not ignoring it, but they're not really putting any heavy storyline effort in my opinion um but what i did find interesting jj doing phenomenal research this afternoon or this morning was it uh wwe uh the website honey or was it um or was it their 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 10 page that the the that you saw the um they, they were doing the voting oh uh, it was instagram what instagram Okay, so WWE Instagram page was doing voting on this match. I think they might have done more, but this is interesting. And I'm calling full-blown shenanigans because every category that they were asking between Gunther and Miz, including who do you think would win, was heavily favored with the Miz. Also, there was a question, correct me if I'm wrong, JJ, who has the better offense in the ring? Miz won that one. Yeah, That can't be serious. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me WD's not trying to, like, bait here and be, oh, look, look how these people think Miz can win. I, I don't mind the Miz character. What he's been able to do is amazing, especially based on how he started. 
But no, Gunther runs with this. I, I don't know if they're going to squash him. I kind of hope not. But uh, but if somebody can handle it, it's Miz. Because for me, he's more of an entertainer than a wrestler anymore. Uh, he could still work in the ring, and he's he's his matches have gotten a lot better over the last twelve months or so. But I, he cannot be the one that beats the longest reigning champ. He just can't. Um. All right, JJ, you're going to start us off this time. Rhea defi- defending her title. Yeah. You're taking Rhea over Starks. Yeah, there's no way Starks now. I am agreeing with you. Prop? Same. Yeah. I think it was a TikTok I sent you, or I don't know. But she's married to a man, so all that shit that you talk about her being a a, a dead Who? All this and all that. Who are you talking to? To Brock. I never once questioned her sexuality. I just said she looks Beastly. You lied. No, you made some direct reference. I absolutely did not. Uh, I'm going to have to do some research and get back to you on that one. No, surprising news to me. I'll I'll give you that. So you would have lost a bet. Yeah, I mean, if if you asked me to bet, I would have definitely lost that bet. Well, good for her. Hopefully, they're happy because she's not going to be happy after this. Um, so let's keep trucking. We have. I'm just going to say the women's uh, war games. Um, and again, this is no particular order. I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be last, but I'm just saying. We have damage control consisting of Bailey Asuka, Io Sky, and Kari Zane against Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and Satsi. I'm going to go heel on this one. I'm going to say that control wins, and that's why Shotzi's there. Um, I, I, I don't it, – it, 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 I think it's better for business, I guess. I just think storyline wise, it's the, it's the way to go. Um, now, JJ and I were discussing. There also was a thing online. <clears throat> there was a picture. Um, it was uh, JJ. It was Becky, Banks, EO, and who? Uh, Sasha. Uh, Sasha. Yeah. I said. Um, Asuka. Okay. And, and Bailey put on there, I've always got a plan. So we've, we've discussed it. There's no doubt in my mind that Bailey gets the boot at some point. This could be that point. And now people online are running with the idea that however you want to say her name, Banks, Monet is going to be there. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't know her contract situation. JJ brought that up in our discussion. But uh, for now, I'm just going to take uh, Bailey and the group beating up on uh, Shotzi and taking the W. Brock, how do you feel? Yeah, I go damage control. I do too. You know, maybe sprinkling some uh, miscommunication between Flair and and Becky, maybe if you want to if you want to go that route. But uh, yeah, I just. Uh, I can't see them losing it. Now, to the men. We're going to have the uh, ooh, returning Randy Orton 
Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, who does not seem overly happy that Randy Orton's going to be there. Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes taking on the the day, the Judgment Day, with J.D. McDonough, the newest member. Drew McIntyre, who swears he's not a member. Damian Priest, who, well, he may not be a member after this. And Finn Balor, um, I'm going to go ahead and take the babyface team in this situation. I don't see a Randy Orton loss coming back after 18 months, whatever it's been. Um, JJ, do you agree? Uh, yeah. I... Brock. Okay, so. Oh, I like when he starts with that. I like it. This is, you know what I mean? It's. It's tough to say because I see it, and I, I read it somewhere too, going one of two ways. Um, either the fucking you know Randy gets the win for their team, or Randy turns on them and goes after Jay and shit like that. And the face that Jay made is the the worrisome factor on that. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm, he knows something that we don't. That's the part that I struggled with. And let's be honest, it would definitely be in his DNA to do it. And it might not even be like a heel turn, just a, okay, you ended, you almost ended my career. So now I got you in a cage, I'll fuck you up. I mean, supposedly that's the only reason uh, Drew is teaming with Judgment Day is he just wants Jay in a cage. So does uh, Jay's pass come up to bite him and the rest of the team's ass? I don't know. But that's a great thing. So what's the answer? Well, is that still, you know, but then, you know, is is is, is this the, the beginning of the end of the Judgment Day? You know what I mean? Like there's so many, uh, like, small pieces that, that <sighs> could go either way. But uh, – I'm going to have to agree that uh, I'm going to go with the baby faces on this one. Yeah, no, no. I, I tell you, and that's some articles I read too. It's like, hey, there's 30 different subplots to this whole thing. Cody doesn't really get along with Seth, as we know. Jay and Orton. Uh, Orton has some wars with Seth. And then on the other side, can Priest hold his temper together as he is the quote-unquote leader of – them during this this match is this where everything just falls apart you know and discussing it with you guys offline if you will they uh you know there's an ex especially with jj is there's a situation where they kick him out of judgment day or he says fuck it and walks out of the judgment day i don't walk who's walking where no, we're, we're saying as far as uh, Priest no longer being a member, is it uh, of the Judgment Day, which is everything is pointing to that. We could all be dead wrong on it. I'd be surprised. Now, the other subplot, he can cash in that thing during war games. You know, is that something that Priest, you know, let's say that they win or lose, but Cess. Uh, hurt or you know beaten up bloody like they probably all are going to be at one point in this match is this when he tries to cash it in that would be interesting <clears throat> yeah i mean it's uh, never been done in a in a war games match not that they're that prominent but so i i don't know 
this is it's it's a very sh- short list, but there's some interesting matches. I, I again, the Gunther Miz I could care less about. The Carlito Santos match, if they play the cards right, I would be interested. I would love it for the um, Lotharios. That is what they were called. They're not called that anymore in NXT. If they got brought up to be the cronies for Santos, because he's always had cronies. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But, uh, you know, the Rhea Starks match. And unfortunately, guess what, guys? We all pick the same motherfuckers. So I will still be continually reigning champion until the next pay-per-view. Because I will not I mean, don't you have to go to the end of the year to fucking be the champion? No, you're thinking of something else. You're totally thinking something That's else, dude. Moment, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just raining. I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm leading because I'm not. We already reviewed that last week. You're in the lead, sir. For now. But that's it. Ain't that going to stop me now. Eight other ones that have us off. What? Hmm? The AEW pay-per-views that, that throw us off. The WWE, we're generally right on par. Well, we definitely agree with each other as far as who's going to win all the way across the board on WWE joints. I feel like that's kind of they, they they make it obvious, which sucks. But AEW, you know, what I mean? we got to give them credit in that respect too. That they they keep you guessing. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm. I'm really interested in watching this tournament. <clears throat> Excuse me, because uh, again, I'm hoping some dark horses win some matches. They're not viewed to win. Um, I, again, I think the Briscoe one is an easy one that. You put you. Mox doesn't get he doesn't get hurt by by losing another match. The crowd would have went nuts, I think. Yeah. But you know, the only thing is I don't like is that they you know that the the ROH World Championship is locked up in this, which kind of downgrades the the significance of it. You know what I'm saying? It it backfires on what Eddie's speech was about, which you which you alluded to earlier. As far as you know, him, oh, it's going to it's going to booster the 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 tournament. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, it, it it's not just that. It's also the uh, the Japanese one. That to me is like disrespectful. Yeah, uh, that one surprises me a little bit more. But you know, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm again. I'm looking really looking forward to it. Oh, this pay per view. It seems okay. It's just uh, there better be some swerves and stuff in the war games because I don't know. I mean, the, the, the non war games matches seem pretty lame. Yeah, they kind of do. I mean, I'd rather have seen Gunther versus uh, Ivar the Viking. At least size wise, he definitely matches up with with Gunther. Um, you know, I spent too much time looking down on. That to me is, is the guy before you hit the top. You know, you've got to like you're breaking up there a lot, Double J. Yeah, you are. 
Uh, I said that to me, Miz is underrated. I, I mean, I, I hate him. Don't get me wrong. I think ugh, I can't stand him. But he's always that guy you've got to go through to get to the top, you know, in my opinion. Uh, he's the gatekeeper. Yeah, he's like that, that, you know, just before the final boss, you know. You got to go through him first. I mean, I don't know if he would be just before the final boss, but he's he's definitely earned his stripes and stuff and, and puts on decent masses. Uh, he's good in the it, his character is is still kind of eh. It's but, a, I, I agree. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Then he does his job. You know, it's just like it, it's. I don't know. It's like an old man trying to you know still dress like a young man. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of like he still wants to do the the it. Oh, I'm the it superstar, the must, the the most must see superstar. You know what I mean? Like, bro, that shit is over already. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could give two flying fucks about Miz TV. I think he still holds on to that old school WWE mentality, and he's progressing. You know. Well, we'll surely see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. I almost wish they would. I, I tell you, I wish they would really go back to that format when when they had NXT involved. That I would like to see them one of the best. I would like to see them do a year where they go back to the old like five on five format. Exactly. With a bunch of different teams and shit. Teams of five strive to survive. Dude, man, I just, of course, you've been watching too, probably. WWE Network has had some older ones. And it's it's uh, it's interesting. So right well, actually, now... Actually, the, the cable that I have has a 24-7 Survivor Series. Yeah, that's, I didn't see that. That's a lot of surviving. <clears throat> so, Brock, the thing here uh, for you, you are... In the lead, as I mentioned, after this last pay-per-view, you're up 120 to 45. I have caught up to JJ, though. We are both at 116 and 49. So you've got a four match, and even after this, you'll still be up by four no matter what. So I don't know. I may have to zig and zag on the, uh, uh, the last one. So, you, 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 uh, unless you just go bone crazy. But the good thing is, though, AEW has had pay per views with a lot of matches, like that last one. So, there's more opportunities for you to fuck up. And even more for you. <laughs> What's that, Chuckles? You think that's funny? Yeah, I do. You heard me laugh. Uh, well, that, that ends our pay-per-view predictions. All right, so another great episode of Turnbucks and Brass Nuts comes to a close. Yes, boy. For myself, the one and only Brock Brolic, Scuba Steve, boy. and Double J. 
We'll see you next week. Heavyweight primate with a hardened mind. Blood filled with a citrus mixture, orange lime. Pussy drip when the thought of action come to mind. Born to ride when the spring, summer shine. Bonafide, eyes wide, running high. You don't want the revolution to be televised. Terrified from the Arab Mountain death camps. With the iron burning hot, give you chest stamps. Phone calls with the cloth over the mouthpiece. With or without lead, burn about an ounce cheap. To the neck like a razor for the stubble. Raise aside the struggle, blazing in the huddle, yeah. Dig a hole, throw the lamb in it. Leather slippers in the sand, motherfuckers couldn't stand in it. In the back, don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk shack attack. Close the window to your soul. We just have my lungs burn. These old suckers getting placed into a young urn. Specialized like the little bus. Use my chubby little finger first to stimulate the clitoris. King Kong ain't got shit on us. I'm out here getting it for real while you motherfuckers fill a bus. Weed in my finger flicker. I'm on a solo mission. Started at pole position. Eyes on a long division. As it burned my thumb, I roll another one. Quite persistent, that's why they call me my mother's son. Shoot the gold gift. Leave your hoe stiff. Make your hoe sniff. Hootie and the blowfish. Hope they the cold kid. Cause every motherfucker in here rockin' low dip. I'm on that old shit. Always likes to pat himself on the back. <laughs>